Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Breaking sports news as it happens on the fan. Hello, friends. You're now listening to the Lifestyle, Leisure, and Sports Show. You never knew was two of those things. I think we can all acknowledge that if this fails, you two will be fired and I will remain. <laughs> so, no pressure. Bo Bishop, a regional media icon. Winner of Emmys. Purveyor of the good life. Sir, you don't know that for a fact. I just said I'm it on the radio. Also, two guys this company named Employee of the Month. What are you talking about? Paul Hogan is Hulk Hogan's brother. Uh-huh. Look sure. it up. Because it's Hulk sure. Hogan. That's his real name. One guy is from Australia. The other one is from Tampa. Maybe he's from Hollywood, brother. <laughs> Not brothers. Chops. Yes, they are. This is Bishop and Friends. I'm Eric. I'm Dave. I'm Ryan. And we want to pop you up. Crushed it. Happy Friday, everybody. A fitting Friday. A fitting follow for this show after Morning Juice, who I'll say is the fittest show on the fan. We are the second fittest show on the fan. Eric Reeser, Dave Biddle, Ryan Baker rolling along for the next three hours. Even if it was Bo and Chops, we'll switch them out. I'll still be here. Second fittest show on the fan. Fitting, right? Now, our guys, A-Roth and uh, the Iceman might disagree with that. Those guys well, that's fine, but they've those got guys CB. These guys are eating broccoli. These guys are doing push-ups between segments. So that's a that's a high bar nope, to cross. But we've got our pole vault, so maybe we can do it. By the way, boys, I mean spring is here. March first. I know not technically, but like, have you guys seen the extended forecast, including later today? It's going to get up to fifty. Seventies is just around the corner. Baseball's going to be here before we know it. Baseball's going to be here before we know it. Love what do you it. mean baseball is here? It is here. You saw Otani earlier this week. Real Major League Baseball. Later this regular month, they're going baseball. to Seoul, South Korea to play a pair. Baseball's already here. Dodgers and Padres. Reds pitching is already dominant. It's the most baseball talk. College baseball's already minute. here. All right, yeah. Scott, we can't do it on, on the money. Scotty gets hives no, if we, if can, we talk we about baseball. We can still do it, so I have it on good authority that neither Bo or Chops are listening. As Bo's on his way uh, to Lexington and Chops is on a different continent. So we're totally good to do baseball for the next three hours. And if you heard that, that was the sound of radios turning off. Yeah, we won't do that. And I mentioned <laughs> We're going to talk a lot of Ohio State football and football and football. A lot of basketball. fitness, really, because you've got eight Buckeyes in Indianapolis showing off their fitness. Well, seven of the eight are showing off their fitness for NFL talent evaluators. We're actually going to go to Indianapolis in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll talk with Steve Hellwagon of Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports, who's there on the ground. There was some scuttlebutt this morning, and I don't necessarily know what to make of this, so I will present this to you. Marvin Harrison was supposed to speak with the media at 8.20. Today's the day for heavy hitters. Caleb Williams is up live now. You had Bo Nix earlier. You had J.J. McCarthy. So the heavy hitters in the 2024 NFL draft scheduled to speak. No route man. Hmm, that's thing interesting. Or not a thing. I'd like to know like more about. It. Did he give a reason? Could he be ill? It I've, might. It I've might, seen it might be nothing. So far. It might be nothing because he's. I, I would. I would guess it's not a thing because Marvin's such a good guy. I imagine there's a reason other than just he's blowing it off, or maybe 
They're telling him, dude, it doesn't matter. You're gonna. He doesn't be, need this. I, I've been posting these mock drafts like on Buck Nuts. Like it's every mock. Then I just, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop. Every mock draft is exactly the same. It's like Marvin Harrison, number four to the Cardinals. Like everybody has that. Watch like somebody like end up taking him like uh, earlier than that or something like that. But yeah, I, I, I would be surprised, Eric. He's a great guy. Um, what's fascinating about Marvin is he could have walked into Ohio State cocky because of who his dad is. Never did. Um, when he became a superstar at Ohio State, he could have been cocky. Never did. Stayed humble, hard worker. So I imagine it's it's a non-story, but we shall find out when we talk to our guy Steve Hellwagon. And just throughout this program, we'll go out to Indy and hear from many different participants of the scouting combine. Uh, Farmer Gronk had himself a day yesterday. Like this is, I love the first two hours of the show. But what we have for you at eleven is a combine recap that. From yesterday and today, I'm looking forward to because boy was Farmer Gronk feisty. Like Cade Stover, one of my favorite Buckeyes in the past 20 years, and so he had a chance to speak yesterday, and, and we'll play back some of his comments. I also want to get his, uh, Steve Hellwagon's. Uh, did his, he ever bailed hay before? Have you ever bailed hay before? I bailed hay. Ryan Baker, have you bailed hay before? I have not. I'm, I have not. Okay, I, I've heard it's not fun. He'll disagree with you, Cade Stover. Well, but again, hay. comments in the 11 o'clock hour. It's also a fun fitness weekend in the capital city as the Arnold Sports and Fitness Expo is going on downtown right now. So welcome all you lifters, physique enthusiasts, and general health nuts. If you see me walking around in the convention center today and you come up and say hi, I will give you Dave Biddle's email address. I'll be in an Oklahoma Sooner shirt because I'm sure with the Arnold is people go there to showcase their fitness, but they also go there to hawk their wares. So you've got a lot of entrepreneurs that could be pitching you ideas, Dave Biddle, that you might want to invest in. Could you be interested in, like, I don't know, a pre-workout, a creatine-based pre-workout that also regrows your hair? Uh, I, I, I don't need to ask the need, wrong guy. I don't that. need to regrow my hair, though. Ryan Baker, I know, but to invest. <laughs> I thought this sort the creatine. Of thing. I, I'd like to just go straight to steroids. Let's okay. just let's just cut out the middleman. <laughs> Can confirm nor creatine, deny I mean, if that'll be available. Last time I checked, it works. You know, I mean, I don't have personal experience, straight but like speaking strong. of Major League Baseball. There's some there's some really good evidence it works. Okay, I already have the show off the rails. How about that, Eric? It took, it, took, is, it took me the first this segment. Is it took exactly me the first how segment, this baby. is going to go for the next three hours. Speaking of strong, Ohio State three and fun under new head coach Jake Diebler in this run since the dismissal of Chris Holtman last night. Seventy eight sixty nine was the final at the Schottenstein Center. Look, they beat Nebraska. Fred Hoiberg is just the latest victim for Jake Diebler and Team 125. You had Jamison Battle after an ankle injury kept him out of Sunday. Boy, was he lights out. And the thing with with Battle, he had 17 points in the first half, 32 total. Um, During that slump, it was a lot to do with a lot of things, but in games that Ohio State lost that were just frustrating, blown leads, sluggish offensive performances, you didn't get much out of Battle. And I think it was almost fool's gold when they go 12 and two. A lot of that's off of him being so hot early from three. And there was a lot of that last night against Nebraska in a game that the Huskers kept it tighter in the second half because you know, the three of the last six minutes, it was not this again because Ohio State wasn't getting anything. But then you got Roddy Gale come up big and then Devin Royal. Second straight game. Second straight game, Mr. Basketball stepping up. 
he should have been playing more earlier in the year. I mean, it's easy to say it's that tough, now. Right? But it's we, tough, right? It's tough to do that. We have hindsight. been saying that, though. And, you know, it's it really, it's for me, it's not hindsight 2020. We've been saying it, you know, mm-hmm. since the beginning of the year. Like, get they don't this just guy give Mr. There. Basketball in Ohio to anybody. And, and it's like, it wasn't like they were setting the world on fire. It's like, I understand it if they were, like, ranked in the top 10. Like, Devin Royal's not ready. It's like, he's ready compared to what you have out there right now. At least play him a little bit. So we're seeing that. And another thing I'm seeing, speaking of battle, I mean, this is good coaching. It's easy to just say, well, Diebler's three and one. He's giving them a spark, but like we're seeing it. He, what's, what's he doing? And, you know, I'm sure the assistants as well. They're finding ways to get battle shots when he's not just shooting threes. They're right. getting him the ball on the run. They're getting him the ball, you know, toward the basket. He's doing a good job on his own. He looked like an NBA player last night. Step back threes and just some of the stuff that he was doing, you know, not like throwing down like crazy dunks or anything like that NBA player, but the way he was making shots, he looked like an NBA player. I know it's his career game, at least at Ohio State. So, uh, you know, you're going to look like an NBA player when you put up 32 points, but very impressive. And I know some people now are going to be calling for Jake Diebler to get the job, and I get that. I, sure. I hear that. I, I'm not on board with that. I, I, I'm not on board with that because um, I don't think we can overreact over four games now. If this keeps going and he leads them to the tournament and he wins it, I mean, then all bets are off. <laughs> then I'm down with it. Which I, tournament are you talking about? I was going to say, they're not going to the NCAA tournament. What but um, although Scotty was bringing that up on Wednesday and we, I, I was making fun of him now, he's like, how, how are we looking now? And I'm like, let's just, let's, just, let's just calm down. No, it's a lot of fun. I still think Ross Bjork needs to go out and find the best head coach for the program. Um, if that's Jake Diebler, that's Jake Diebler. I think they need to go outside the program. In a perfect world, and I know this is pie in the sky, Eric, um, I would love to see them bring in a top or a top head coach from the outside and retain okay. Jake Diebler as you know a well paid assistant coach, similar to what Urban did when he brought when he Urban took over and he retained Fickle. Yeah, okay. I know it's different in football. There's so many. It more is coaches. a little apples like, to oranges, but yes, it's, I, still I, I get the sentiment right. Yeah. And I was, I was, I'll, I'll again, we'll do some uh, program personnel discussion coming up here in a little bit, just because there are some names that have been floated around that are gaining a little bit more traction, some that are slowing down in terms of who's going to be the next head man up. But for Jake Diebler, this is a a great showing by him because. You, you can say it, it and he'll say and, and we'll you'll hear from him that it is the players and it absolutely they're the ones scoring but it's what he's doing in practice it's what he's doing in games in game situations like i keep going back to the last six minutes of yesterday's win against 78 69 over nebraska they were scoreless for three four minutes of that and that's what we've seen from this ohio state team not just this season but in seasons previous where they go cold and it's done it's like all right we can already get up out of the shot in steen center but it takes a coach, it takes a team to rally back from that or to at least shake off whatever's going on and make the run that they did in the last couple of minutes to seal a game against a really good Nebraska team. Like this is the last four games for this Ohio State team. Those three have been really good teams led by three really good coaches, in my opinion. And that speaks, I think, volumes to Jake Diebler and gives him a great interview at least for either this job, an assistant on this staff going forward, or another job around the country. I'm very curious, like, what type of job offers he will get, because there's no doubt. I mean, he is, I mean, I know it's four games, but he already had a, a good, a great he already had a good, yeah, and he already had a really good resume for a young guy at 37. He was the associate head coach at Ohio State. He had experience as an assistant at Vanderbilt, obviously a lot of uh, experience at Valpo, his alma mater. He was a solid player at Valpo, um, and... Now, is he going to get like a Mac level job, Horizon level, or might he get a lower level, like Power Four job offer? I don't know. Um, if it's a Mac level job, maybe he'll take that. 
again, in a perfect world, I'm, I'm sure this won't happen, but in a perfect world, I'd love to see him stay on as the top assistant. But maybe um, he, he's going to be a little a little too good for that job. We, we'll, we'll see we'll what see. happens. But, but again, though, and I really believe Ross Bjork, and I think he will, is going to go outside the program. Now, if Sean Miller's the best they can get, which I've heard that there's a lot of Sean Miller smoke. All right, if you're looking at I Sean not, Miller, why not Will Wade? Let me be serious there for a I second. Mean, I, and, and Fair. Are, are we going to talk about Xavier this year? I mean, they're not doing well. I mean, I know they've had injuries, but he's got Xavier in the gutter this year. They did good last year. He cheated at Arizona, and people say, well, that's legal now. Okay, but it wasn't then, and he cheated at Arizona, a powerhouse of a basketball program, and still couldn't win big there. That does say he a lot. Bill Self cheated at Kansas, but they gave him an NCAA championship. Thank you. Multiple. Bill Self cheated. <laughs> he was caught on wiretap too, right? How about the Southern District of New York coming out, that press conference all blustery, like, we've got your playbook. Uh, all these coaches are in trouble. Then uh, nothing happens. Like, Mark literally has to hand nothing in the championship happens. Trophy. But yeah, Bill Self, he cheated, but at least he delivered. Sean Miller cheated, didn't deliver. I, I'm not on the Sean Miller train. All right. Well, I do want to find out who exactly you would like to see. Um, and we'll throw out again some names. But next up for the basketball Buckeyes, they're going to host Michigan on Sunday. That's a four o'clock tip. We'll have the pregame coverage right here on the fan at three o'clock. No Bruce Thornton last night either. Like that's also something that we can't just not say. We'd be remiss if we just left the segment with that. Oh, yeah, they won without Bruce Thornton. That's crazy. Migraine before tip off. Or that's what they ruled him out with. Expected back for that game against Michigan. But Dave, what do Matt Painter, Tom Izzo, and Fred Hoiberg all have in common? We'll tell you next. It's uh, Bishop and Friends on the fan. If you miss a live show, you can catch the podcast. If you miss the podcast, our hosts have volunteered to have dinner with you. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The meatloaf! Taking the art of sports radio and day drinking to a whole new level. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Reeser Biddle Baker rolling along until noon today. I did get an alert from on high. Uh, if we talk more baseball, we will be removed. Okay, so I can so leave. We are, and if you want to go. <laughs> so I don't know if Baker, you received the same directive. Well, see you later. However, if that's the case, we'll just go to I guess whatever ESPN Radio is offering at this hour. What if we talk so that's about my threat? Actually, you want us or Greeny? What if we talk about the boss's favorite team? Though we do a little. Which one? Hey, Chicago. What do you say? I don't want to talk about Craig Council. I want to talk about. The next coach for this Ohio State men's basketball team. Might it be Jake Diebler? Let me pay off on the tease real quick. Matt Painter, Tom Izzo, Fred Hoiberg, all mounted on the wall of Jake Diebler. That's, that's three and exactly fun right. on three of the biggest names in the Big Ten. It's a pretty impressive, hey, consider me for this. It's crazy, man. I mean, they hadn't won a road game in 14 months. He's like, how about we go up to the Breslin Center oh. and Tom Izzo? And Tough I'll just. Place? A win there. Jeez. And people are like, yeah, they went on a last second shot. They really, I mean, they looked like they were going to like not need to have that last second shot and they were going to win. Worst case scenario, that game would have went to overtime. It's crazy what he's doing. And I, again, I'm seeing things that's like you can attribute to good coaching. Things like when you're coming out of a timeout 
and you actually drop a good play as opposed to like a turnover. Now, things are going to happen in basketball, but we saw too many times coming out of a timeout, Chris Holtman wouldn't have anything drawn up that would work and or the other team coming out of a timeout would burn the Buckeyes. You're not seeing that with Jake Diebler so far. Wasn't Again, very that, small sample size. That final shot, I think it was like the final shot that they got against Michigan State. I think that whatever was called, Izzo had something for, and they had to oopsie-daisy out into something else. I could be thinking of another buzzer beater. There have been several buzzer beaters or last-second shots made over the past week or so. Oh, Max Struess and your boys. That's one We're of the best. We're going to talk about that That's a little later. That's one of the best ever. But when you it- know what's crazy about that play at Michigan State, too? They had no timeouts. Right. And we had a freshman in the game, and he made the right read with the ball under the basket, getting it into Mahaffey, who got it up to Bonner. I mean, it's just... I don't know. Like, I love that they're trying different things. Like, the other way wasn't working. Why don't we try something different and get the freshman 20 minutes a game? It's just refreshing to see. It is. It's been fun. It's been fun. And you got, you know, they've got Scotty Vegas back at the shot. He, he'd been boycotting the so shot, he said, basically. No, he said, no, I, I will not participate. And, and, now and now he's back, and he was excited before last night. He had tickets to the game, and like he's back. So that's a micro, and I'm sure there's more people like that that are like getting back into it. You saw it. the energy, yes, last night at the Schottenstein Center. Like you saw a place that it has been kind of dead late in the season in the last couple, full of life last night. And I wonder, did Scotty, did he? Because you saw like the the sweatshirts that they were giving out with the script Buckeyes. I think they were just giving them out to students. But damn, those things were gorgeous. You know, if they were giving them out to students, Scotty was Scotty gonna, he one. was going to go down there. If they're, if they're three, Scotty's getting three. I, hey, also no, I, want I, to, I commend him on that, by the way. With the uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and other famous fitness dignitaries in town, welcome in Ross Bjork. As today is his first somewhat official day as athletic director ish at the Ohio State University. So. You know, he had talked about in his introductory press conference making big decisions along with Gene. This Ohio State men's basketball job is the big decision that will be made by Ross. It was a good job out of Gene to make the move when he did, but now to give this to Ross, who's got the search underway from all accounts. Dave, if, and I know you've, you've alluded to this, but if you could have anybody in the country to coach this Ohio State men's basketball team, let's just Genie, let's just Genie in a bottle, who you taking? It's tough, and I've talked about this. If if you could somehow tell me 100% that Chris Beard didn't put his hands on his wife, fiance at the time, I would say Chris Beard. He's a winner, and um, he's a good recruiter. I like his coaching style. But again, you'd have to tell me that 100%. Right. And I know she recanted her story and you know said she was exaggerating, she was mad, but only the two of them know, so there's no way you could tell me 100%. So then you'd move on from there. Um now, I, there's unrealistic options that are out there that I would like. Jay Wright, okay, give me Jay Wright. <laughs> but like, I still think that's unrealistic. Yes. But people, it's like when there was a coaching search in football for a while, you had to mention John Gruden. You know, it just became a joke. You know, like Indiana's job was open Spider last year. Two how about how about John Gruden? Um, so I mean, I'm not going to go with the pie in the sky guys. How about we get Coach K out of retirement? Um, no, I mean, I like Lamont Paris. Now, the more I've dug into it, his coaching style, I'm actually not a huge fan of. But I am a fan of winning. This guy went to Chattanooga 
and one big at Chattanooga. Like, it quickly turns programs around. I know it's a small sample size relatively, but he was at Chattanooga for four years, had a season when they won 30 games, almost won an NCAA tournament game, um, and now at South Carolina, he took over a mess. Um, and they weren't good his first year last year. Now in his second year, they're ranked. Now, it's a slowdown style. He's defensive-minded, but Maybe that's he's playing to the you know the strengths of his players. This is another reason. If you bring in like a Lamont Paris, uh, Lamont Paris, I'd love to see them pair him with a Jake Diebler who likes an up tempo style. Could help you with that. So I don't know. So Lamont Paris would be on my list. What about you? What are some of the guys you like? So I in in you mentioning um, Chris Beard. I, the bit was Will Wade, but I do understand that the skeletons in his closet, the past he's had, likely excludes him or eliminates him from contention for the Ohio State job, but. I I thought Lamont Paris, yes, but to your point as well, like the style, I don't know if that fits, you know, him obviously poaching Michi Johnson, does if Paris comes, does Michi come back with him? Um, this Why not? friend of the program, Brad Crawford, that there's a salary bump and an extension coming for Lamont Paris at South Carolina. So likely not the case, but with Adam Jardy, a friend of the program and of the Columbus dispatch had reporting on Dusty May, head coach at Florida Atlantic, who... Uh, maybe a month or two ago, signed a 10-year extension with Florida Atlantic. Now, there's been preliminary conversations Ohio State has had with May for the Buckeyes coaching vacancy, again, reported by Jardy of the Dispatch. And that's someone I could see coming in and retaining the staff that they have, because I think he'd need to. You know, I I, I like the idea that if someone's going to come in from outside the program with no real... I mean, I think... um, May was on it was an Indiana assistant. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, the problem with him. I think he's waiting for the Indiana job, which they, could be open tomorrow because they might get rid of Woodson and he's waiting for that Indiana job. And so that would be where that's he would want to go. He'd be on my list for sure if he's interested. I just, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a pipe dream because I'm sure he would definitely listen to Ohio State, of course. especially I, if he doesn't know Indiana for sure is open. What do we think? Is it more likely than not? Do we think Woodson's getting the axe? Seems like it. Yeah, especially after they had that meltdown at, at Assembly Hall uh, uh, this past week. He was a uh, Dusty May, by the way, was a student manager under okay. Bob Knight. So he's Graduate. been with that Indiana program a long time. Yeah, well, al- alma mater. Yeah, alma mater of Indiana. I think he's waiting for that Indiana job. So we're looking at in this off season at least three openings in the Big Ten. Because Juwan Howard, <laughs> yeah, is, I, I can't mean, believe they haven't already fired Juwan Howard. Is, what does he need to do? Does he need to slap somebody else TikTok to get fired? TikTok on his time, Mike Woodson. <laughs> TikTok on his time. The Ohio State job will likely be opened as you know Ross Bjork and company do a nationwide coaching search. But I, I, I think if, if Jake Diebler wants to remain on staff, I think that's absolutely something that any candidate should at the very least consider because what he's done. And I was trying to think of a comparison. I can't because there's not an apples to oranges thing that would make a whole lot of sense. But to keep a guy that's been on staff, that knows this program, that knows this footprint, that knows the players that you want to retain, want to keep from going into the portal, a Bruce Thornton, a Devin Royal. Like you already heard comments that Aaron Kraft had made about Bruce Thornton's mom getting texts about you up. You want to you know, come on over like, <laughs> like this is happening and this is going to happen. So that fight is going to is going to be had if it's not being had already and who you want to retain from this roster. Because I see a game last night against Nebraska and I'm like, there's a lot of good here. There's gold in them hills that you can build something off of. It was my biggest thing with Holtman the past couple of seasons. It didn't feel like you were building to anything. 
But if this can be maintained in some form or fashion, if you can capture a little bit of this magic and, and move it over with the right guy, now the right guy is a big thing, then you're able to really build something that we can be proud of as an Ohio State fan base in years down the road. Yeah, and I, again, I think it's probably unlikely, but I'm with you, like I said. I, I That would be my ideal scenario is they find a really good proven head coach from the outside. Um, when I say proven, I mean a guy that's been a head coach and has been successful. Yeah. Uh, Lamont Paris would check that box for me. Somebody like that. This is why Ross Bjork's getting paid the big money to, mm-hmm. to knock this hire out of the park. And then, as you're saying, to keep Jake Diebler on staff would be perfect. Now, he might be doing such a good job that he's going to have, you know, oh, offers he that have he, suitors, yeah. But, but and he might and it might be better than Max slash Horizon League Nothing wrong the with blank. the Mac. Nothing wrong with the Horizon League either. I'm just saying. And look at Modest top assistants had to leave. I mean, right. Gross had to leave uh, to go to OU. Um, Bulls left first for Stony Brook, then to OU. So, you know, if he got a Mac job, he probably would take it, Jake Diebler, probably, if he's a head coach. Um, but, again, man, in, in a utopia, Jake Diebler staying on staff and bringing in like a Dusty May, if for some reason Indiana keeps Woodson or whoever they hire, that would be perfect. So we talked about the new bo- uh, the new boss for the Buckeyes. CFP's expanding. And his team's 43 days out from the spring game. You're going to hear from Ryan Day coming up next. It's Bishop and Friends on the fan. Bobby Carpenter doesn't have a mullet, but he's knee-deep in mullet energy. Morning Juice with Bobby and Beamer. Weekdays. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Starting at 6. The best. What's up? What's up, man? What's up with you? A great many things are up. NFL scouting combine going on right now. Heavy hitters on this Friday are speaking with the media and they'll go through workouts today, tomorrow, and Sunday. You've got the Arnold Classic in town. Welcome to all you weightlifters. Ohio State beats Nebraska 78-69 to last night. The Ohio State women's squad locked up an outright Big Ten regular season championship. They're going to go thump Caitlin Clark in her final game with the Hawkeyes this coming Sunday. Some breaking? Dan Patrick calls it, I think, sprained news from the uh, NFL Combine in Indianapolis. This comes from Chris Carter. Marvin Harrison Jr. is currently with the medical people getting a body scan. Relax. So, okay, all is good. All is well. The route man was supposed to speak with uh, the media at 820 and did not. They sent somebody else up there who was very clearly not Marvin Harrison Jr. And he said he will not be speaking today. Um, we will speak with Steve Hellwagon, whose boots on the ground in India at 1133 and see what else comes from that. But, okay, all... Uh, it's weird to me how structured these things are that he would at the same time supposed to be speaking with the media, a body scan. Yeah. Maybe it, was a last, maybe it was a last, I, I still say not a thing. I mean, maybe it was a last minute thing. And it, I mean, it, we're in the media, so it's a huge priority for us. Like for Marvin Harrison jr. It's gotta be like, you know, in the triple digits and his, he doesn't prior, need his this prior, combine. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he doesn't, doesn't need anything. Need he day. doesn't, he doesn't need any more media. He's locked into his spot. He's going to be the top non quarterback drafted. He's probably sounds like he's going to go to Arizona unless there's trades made. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it could be something like it was just a last-minute thing that he had to do it because that's this is when the doctors could do it because they have other patients they need to see. I, I say it's much ado about nothing. I mean, really, the combine, in my opinion, is much ado about nothing outside of the workouts, the talking with the media, the meeting with teams. None of that interests me at all because I, I don't, I, I do not care. Um, I do like the measurements. I like, I like seeing hand size seasons fun, shuttle time seasons height. fun, forty seasons fun. Do we know? How, do we know how tall Caleb Williams is yet? Or is he not going to? I bet he won't measure in. Will so, I bet he's six foot even? If I had to bet, I got this from Joe Shad, Caleb Williams speaking this morning. Quote: This is the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. I'm about Aaron Rodgers' size. End quote. Uh, I mean, you're like within a few inches. I mean, if that's what you mean, you're about. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is at least 6'2", right? He's listed 6'1", Caleb yes, Williams. He's is. listed at 6'1", at USC. And unlike, Ohio State's one of the few. We see this at the Combine every year. Ohio State's one of the very few college football teams, at least the major teams, Uh-oh. that are very accurate in their media guide, their official roster, about heights and weights. Ohio State's typically very accurate. I would bet that Caleb Williams is not 6'1". He continues... I'm around Aaron Rodgers' size and maybe weight too. I'm about 215, 220, and 6'1", 6'2". Buddy, that's a Tinder profile. Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'm, I'm around 6'1", 6'2", 5'11". Oh, about 215, 220, a buck 95 soaking wet. I believe he, his weight, he's well put together. That's one thing about him that's different than, and he's not as short as Bryce Young. Bryce Young's 5'10". So Caleb Williams is... Six foot, I think. Maybe he's five eleven. Uh, he's definitely not six one. But at least he's sturdy. You know, like at least Baker Mayfield, he's six foot. But at least Baker's sturdy. One thing about Bryce Young, man, he's short and he's slender. That's bad news in the NFL, man. Bryce Young's like one big hit away from just being destroyed. I still can't believe. I'm happy for CJ. Yes, it's I a am better too. better organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But I don't know. I've never been to Houston. I don't know if it's a better city. Charlotte's, you know, seems like a Charlotte's nice city. Fun. It's a lot. Charlotte's also a lot smaller. You look at metro size, like Houston's one of the top five in our country and Charlotte's more like, I think like in the thirties or something like that. So it's a lot smaller, but what a, what a better organization to go to, <laughs> but it's hilarious to me that they took Bryce Young and uh, traded up, gave up a bunch to trade up to get Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. It's just, it's, it just cracks me up. And Stroud, the guy that's being embraced by that city, like he's at Rockets games, like he's, you know, he's chirping uh, about the city whenever he gets the chance, like for Stroud. And again, this is where I think this this actually adds to my argument. It's very silly because if you sit C.J. Stroud down in a room and you're the Carolina Panthers and you see everything he's done on the field because you've watched the tape, at least I hope they've watched the tape, not just let David Tepper make the decision, although it seems that's what he did. Yep. How are you not, after speaking with C.J. and watching the film, going, yep, that's the franchise. That's the guy that we can have people around him that aren't all that great and that he will elevate because that's what you have to do as a quarterback in this league. And you can't just go in and be... You know, you have to go in and, and play like Patrick Mahomes, but you've also got to take the talent around you and elevate it. And we just saw that this year with the, the Houston Texans going from worst to first. Now, Will Anderson also helped with that. Yes. But boy, it's so silly that CJ Stroud, people thought of, is he dumb because of an S2 test score that was leaked? And then you saw the blowback with that. Everything with the combine, it, like we're going to see, and I, I wanna, I'll ask Steve this, but I want to ask you this. Are we ever going to see an, a, a top prospect just outright skip the combine? Be like, I'm good with this. You can just turn on my game film. I'm not coming to Indianapolis. Yes, we'll definitely see that. I'm actually, I give Caleb Williams credit. I, I might have lost up. money. Yeah, I thought, remember everything I heard? I thought he might blow it off. It, did you read the story in The Athletic this week that his dad is 
<laughs> very, very, very involved. His very, just, his very involved. His dad just involved. wants to be part of his kid's life. Hey, hey right? <laughs> I mean, and people might say, oh, it's LeVar Ball. Like, LeVar Ball, things worked out well for him. We have, we have to be fair. LeVar it's, Ball succeeded with three of his kids playing in the NBA. I'm telling you, and, and you know, even Lonzo you, you might have a career-ending injury. He's still got that second contract. I mean, his his sons are multi-millionaires. Right. He's kicking up those big ballers. Now, he can't make their decisions for them. Like, like LiAngelo had a credit card thing in China, but they all got <laughs> NBA contracts. It's pretty damn successful. Especially two of them are, are, you know, ultra successful. So, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. But the Caleb Williams thing, I mean, at least he showed up. But, yeah, to answer your question, I do think we're going to have, and sooner rather than later, guys that are locked into, like, the top spot or one of the top spots. Like, I have nothing to gain here. Come see me at my pro day. I don't need to go to the combine. man's not even doing the pro day. When is Ohio State's pro day? I haven't seen a date. Do we that. have a specific date? It's always in March. Yeah. Near the end of like March. March. I'll have to look. Yeah. I want to see. I saw a date of March 23rd or That's, 22nd on that, but I'll have to go look that, that up. That sounds right. It's always something like that. Right around March 23rd. There yeah. are 43 days until the spring game. And, uh, of course, with Ohio State, this has been the most active offseason I can remember. Yeah. And for Ryan Day, <laughs> it's yeah. been a lot to do. Now, three straight against the rival will do it. Di- you know, disappearances in Big Ten championship games will do it. Uh, unfortunate attempts at the college football playoff will do it for you. But to his credit, he has done everything, I believe, in his power to make sure that none of that happens this year. And I, I do think it starts with the health of the program and returning a lot of guys who had and N- who have NBA dream or <laughs> NBA, maybe NBA dreams, but NFL dreams for saying Combine or Columbus. And then going and doing what he did in the transfer portal, you know, picking up guys that everybody wanted because finally Ohio State has embraced. And I mean, when I say Ohio State, I mean the collectives, I mean the donors and the boosters have finally realized that this is an SEC program that needs to behave like that. Day was on uh, with Bobby and Beamer on Morning Juice and was asked a number of questions. And the first one I think they got to that was really good was, how do you integrate all of this? So you've got all of these guys coming back, and then you bring in your portal persons. What does that say about the health of your program? I think the story is the guys coming back. I know that you know some of the high-profile you know recruits that we brought in or, or portal guys kind of get everybody excited. But to me, it's the guys who decided to come back and you know really you know, come back for their senior year and, and, and a, and a you know, want to accomplish some goals that that we've set here, um, and and they've come back with a look in their eye. And we know it's a long road to next year, but what we've done is, you know, we put that leadership group together like we've done each year. Uh, but they've been a big part of that, and it's been very you know leadership and senior driven. Uh, we've integrated some of these guys, and you know, we think very long and hard about bringing guys into the to the program because it's a very pr- prideful program, and you don't just walk into Ohio State and think you're going to play. Uh, but I think it's been very good. I think the guys um, have embraced some of the new new faces, the newcomers. But to me, it's the guys that have come back. And you know, these guys are veteran. They've been through a lot. They've been through a lot together. And I think the work ethic so far has been uh, you know, extremely noticeable. And, and these guys are fired up now to get back on the field. Dave Biddle, you're around this program on a daily basis. The energy that exudes from these guys in anticipation for this season, has it been noticeably different for you? For sure. Now, we haven't been around them a lot since all of this has transpired. We have been around Portal Coach Tato persons, a few times. Coaches, day. Yes. And people that I've talked to, you know, parents of players, you're, I, it, it's the same buzz that the fan base has, yes, is in the program. It's, it, and it's amazing 
people are ready to jump off the Lane Avenue Bridge after the Cotton Bowl. Everything, losing to Michigan three straight times, getting embarrassed in the Cotton Bowl, then Michigan wins the national championship. And it's just like, since then, it's just been a series of good things. Um, one thing after another, the coaching staff he's put together, um, the transfers, like he said, and I totally agree with Coach Day. The number one thing is is the retaining all of these guys. And it's such a 180 from what we're used to at Ohio State. It's Usually it's like, oh, wow, they're losing even more guys than I expected. This guy's actually turning pro. He, Ends up going undrafted, you know. It's usually just Ohio State has guys turning pro you don't expect. This is the exact opposite of that. Everybody knew Marvin was going to go pro. Michael Hall Jr. is maybe the one that I thought might come back, but I didn't know him and his girlfriend yeah, were having a baby. That? So good for him, and he's he measured in good at the combine. So and then everybody else came back, and I'm thinking <laughs> Denzel Burke's not coming back. He'll probably be a late first round pick, second at the worst. No, he's coming back. JT. Sawyer, Ty Leak, on and on and on and on and on. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Trey Henderson and then all the transfers they got. But I agree with Coach Day. The biggest thing of all this great stuff that's happened, bringing Chip Kelly in, everything else, James Laurinaitis getting promoted, Guerrero coming in as safeties coach. The number one thing is getting all these guys to come back who probably wouldn't have been first-round picks other than maybe Denzel Burke. But they all would have been like second day picks. Oh yeah, second round, third round guys, guys that would have made NFL sure. rosters. Yeah, and and not yeah, not like for, you know, not like fourth or fifth round picks. Like Ty Leak would have been a second round pick. JT would have been a second round pick. I think Jack would have been. Um, it's just it's so exciting, man. It does feel like they're like a, a right tackle away and maybe a will linebacker away. But now I'm hearing Sonny's going to be the will linebacker, so maybe they're not a will linebacker away. These are good problems to have, and you've also got <laughs> the spring portal that will be opening up after spring ball reunited and it feels so good that's next it's bishop and friends on the fan wake up with the fan eat lunch with the fan go to bed with the fan dream about the fan then change your sheets gross ew you guys are gross but stick around every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s-based restoration specialist on your team You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. In case I don't find anyone else. The fan. Sports conversation that's worthy of a toast. Or at least a stiff drink. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Busy, busy day, busy, busy weekend. Spring ball starting up soon for Ohio State. The spring game on April 13th, so 43 days from that. Pro day in late March. The route man will not be participating in Ohio State's pro day. He doesn't need to. If you did miss the news, uh, he was expected to speak in Indianapolis at 8.20 this morning. He did not, but Chris Carter, gold jacket, former Buckeye, saying all is well. He's just getting a body scan. So I wondered to Dave in the break if... The route man went to the NFL and said, you know what? I'm done. I'm trying to leave. And they said, well, we need you to get this scan. He said, okay, we're doing that. Then I'm going to go. Because what's left now is just to do the drills, run the routes, and he ain't doing any of that anyway. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And the other thing, I think the two most reasonable scenarios here are the doctor had a schedule that he or she needed sure. to get to. Or, no, we're just throwing stuff. But at the I wall. like. Well, I think that's a strong possibility. I think yours is a, is the other strong possibility. It might be the leave. stronger. Is that Marv just wants to leave? And they're like, "Well, we got to do this scan before you leave." He's like, "All right, we'll do that." And then I'm going to take off and um, fly on the private jet wherever they're going. Because the thing with the combine is he doesn't need it. 
they would do great numbers if they had Marvin Harrison Jr.'s running his 40 at this time. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s going through workouts at this time. I mean, you've already got everybody that covers the NFL with a camera on the combine showing it. The NFL Network's got it up all weekend. I think you can do a live feed of whatever, what bench press, cone drills, jumping, hand measurements if you want to on the internet. ESPN's going to have stuff on it. And so for like these big guys, and a lot of the, the big quarterbacks aren't throwing either, but that is what I think the NFL wants to have. I know it's what the NFL wants to have because that helps their numbers. And for them, it, it does feel like we're getting more towards a top prospect. They need you more than you need it. For sure. I mean, you nailed it. I mean, you asked uh, earlier in the show, like, are we going to get to the day when top prospects just don't even show up? Forget like showing up and only doing interviews. Yeah. How, how about just don't show up at all? You're locked in to perhaps be the top overall pick or at least a first round pick. Why even show up? We're definitely getting to that. Just look at the trend. I mean, it, and I won't be surprised if that happens next year. I wouldn't have been surprised if that happened this right. year with Caleb Williams. So we're definitely getting to that point. And for Ryan Day, who again is likely, you know, seeing these eight, eight of his kids go off, you know, their first day of their NFL journey and, and probably wishing them well. And he was on with Morning Juice. Uh, he, and again, you can find that interview uh, at, 971, at 971 The Fan uh, or wherever you do your podcasting. If you do listen to the Morning Juice podcast, five stars. Or Ryan Baker will get you. Or the Bishop and Friends podcast. Five stars. Or I will get you. Anthony you Rothman and that. Ice. Dave Biddle will get you if your podcast review is less than five stars. But back to Ryan Day and his appearance this morning with uh, Beamer and Bob. There's a reunion at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center between Ryan Day and Chip Kelly. Coach, mentor. It's like you're, you're bringing back your the guy who taught you football at the highest level and a, a question for me uh, and there are many questions and we'll have plenty of time throughout this day to get through some of those questions because boy is this an exciting spring this is going to be an exciting spring going to be an exciting summer and i think what sets up for a wonderful fall for this ohio state team but for ryan day for chip kelly both offensive gurus from the coaching tree how do you combine it offensive styles which are similar to make this football ferrari as fine-tuned as possible here's what day had to say on reuniting with his mentor very um you know unique situation uh, for us to get back together like this and um you know i first off like you said i played for him i've worked for him he's been a good friend uh but we and we've always stayed in touch so so he knows what ohio state is you know he's not coming in blindly but I, but i think the thing that's been exciting so far is just sitting down as an offensive staff and and talking through the things that he's done, the things that we've done here the last, um, you know, six, seven, eight years, uh, the different quarterbacks that we've had, the challenges that we have, um, you know, the big teams and the big games that are coming ahead, you know, the, the change in the, the playoff system next year and how long that's going to be. It's going to be more like an NFL season. How does that all play into next year? And then just great schematic conversations. And, and that'll evolve. Um, you know, we really focus in the spring on developing the individual player. Uh, now the schemes have to get you know introduced, and, and guys have to understand how they fit into the schemes. But more importantly, we want to get guys better fundamentally, technically, uh, and then as we head into the, the summer, that's really where we start to bring in you know the schematics and the team of it all. Uh, but that being said, so far it has been great conversation. You know, I think our offensive staff is, is excited to have you know a new voice in there, a new perspective. So um, you know that's going to be you know exciting to wake up every morning and go to work knowing that, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, I think the offense will have a lot of similarities, but there'll be also a bunch of new things. 
Chip's going to make a return to his old stopping grounds on October 12th when Ohio State's in Oregon playing the Ducks. How do you see this whole thing working from an offensive standpoint? You got your play callers, your quarterback developers, and then who's on the field, who's in the booth. Like, how does this puzzle get put together, Dave? Yeah, I think Chip will be in the box if he wants to be. I hope that's the case. And I will say this. I have this on good authority. When when this hire was made, I was thinking, okay, Chip Kelly's going to come in here, and obviously he's going to tinker and run the Ryan Day offense. And that's basically what's going to happen. But I've been told Chip's going to have you know, a lot of leeway to do what he wants, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and it allows Ryan to really take a step back and be more of a CEO. Ryan's not going to try and meddle in this. It, it really is going to be the Chip Kelly offense. It's going to still be the Ryan Day offense, don't get me wrong, but it's going to have more of a Chip Kelly flavor than maybe I initially expected. Um, you're gonna, we're going to see more uh, zone read, for example. Um, we're not going to see as much of it as we did with you know Braxton Miller and, and JT Barrett. They're not going to major in it, but we're going to see it more. Now they have a quarterback where they can do yep. that with Will Howard. So, um, And just some of the run concepts that Chip Kelly's going to bring here. So that's how it's going to work. And Ryan Day's still going to have veto power. He's still going to be involved, heavily involved in the offense. Don't get me wrong, um, especially with the quarterbacks and, and play calling in general. But yeah, I think Chip Kelly's going to be up there in that sterile environment in the press box, calling the plays. You have a better view, even though you're, very, you're really high. You can't can't see anything from the field at least you can't see enough in my opinion um so i think uh i think it's a very very good hire i think bringing him here as offensive coordinator i think that's a home run hire by ryan day time will tell uh, but i think this is going to be a uh, a match made in heaven this year for the buckeyes I mean, consider the football brain trust that's assembled right now with ryan day with chip kelly offensively you got jim Knowles and james laurinitis on the defensive side of the ball tim walton's also there it's just these guys I mean, this is football mensa is what's been assembled right now. And so that'll mean good things for Buckeye Nation. Bad news for the city of Columbus. That's next. It's Bishop and Friends on the fan. If your idea of the perfect radio show is all Buckeyes all the time, then it's your lucky day, Slappy, the Buckeye Show. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Nights at 6. The fa- Drink recommendations, movie reviews, sports discussion, and whatever the hell Reeser does. This is Bishop and Friends. Hey, today Reeser's hosting, along with Dave Bill and Ryan Baker for the Scary. next couple of hours. Frightening thing. So I had uh, threatened all of you, our wonderful listeners, to go and wherever you do your podcasting, find podcasts on the fan and give five-star reviews. That includes Morning Juice, Bishop and Friends, Rothman and Ice, Man and Bone, The Buckeye Show, also On the Money. On the Money. If you do not give a five-star review to On the Money, Slim Scotty Vegas will get you. I mean, On the on the Money's four and a half stars at most, right? Why would you do that? <laughs> I just, agree. Say I, five I and a half stars. Kind. Just, I think just, you're being kind. Jokes. We'll take a four star review. Skinny, the NFL, gave, the NFL had uh, grades given to it by its workforce this week. I think that would be a fun thing to do here at the fan if we could. <laughs> Ooh, a, B, C, like D, this. E, and F. 
<laughs> this is almost as good as the radio combine. Have our fake union come in and tell us what sucks no, about... No, we are the I mean, union. We're the we're, workforce. We're, oh, we're, we're, okay, we're the, the NFL PA. Do you okay. want to be the fan PA's president, Dave Biddle? I do can not. I make, that sounds that sounds like something I would not want to do. All right, maybe Matty Andrews. I'm not trying to rock any boats. Matty Andrews would grade hard. He would. He would and grade That's, tough. I think, what you need. Yep. Someone to galvanize and to just galvanize and grade. That's all I need. Maddie may be the perfect guy. Be a good representative. We All right, about there we go, Ma- the- Maddie. We've we've nominated you <laughs> with the NFL scouting combine rolling along in Indianapolis again. Eight Buckeyes uh, who were indie bound. Seven of them working out. There were supposed to be two uh, former Buckeyes speaking today. The route man did not at eight twenty, so people were wondering what the hell is going on. It's okay because Chris Carter is apparently there with him. Uh, said he was just getting a body scan. Uh, Mayan Williams also expected to speak today, but those of uh, the seven outside of the route man are going to be doing drills for the next couple of days. So we'll have the times if we don't already. And I did actually see, now that I think about it, some linebacker times for short shuttle. Like, can, I, can, short I, can, I inter- shuttle. can I interest you in the short shuttle time for steel chambers? Yes. Four, two, three. I just need some context with that. I, I is that, is that, is that considered good? good? Uh, the target for linebackers is usually around 428. So average 428, still Chambers 423. Tommy Eichenberg, 424. Okay. Former running right. back for Steel, that makes you sense. Expect I figured that he to would be the be case. Good, yeah. Yep. He better be good in stuff like now, that. Farmer the, Gronk, the film is not going to be. Yeah. Farmer Gronk working out with tight ends. We know how that story went, where he was linebacker, then tight end. Or was it tight end linebacker back to tight end? He came in Stiller. as a linebacker. He came in as the he linebacker. Was basically like a strong safety in high school, which is and, and like a running back. He in a was court. one of those guys that Mr. played football. everything. Yeah, yeah he, and it was a smaller school. He'd be like, if you're on the other team, you're like, who is this NFL player that we're going against? And they put him at strong safety, so he just would roam around and just destroy people. When he uh, first came in, weren't was, they planning on making him a defensive end? DN, well, that's th- what I thought. There was talk about that, yeah. but initially they brought him in as a linebacker. It was a lot of the Sam Sam Hubbard stuff. I was mm-hmm. having flashbacks with Sam Hubbard. Like, what are they going to do with Sam Hubbard? You know, and they, he obviously found a home at defensive end. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of talk about that, Ryan. I'd have to go back and check. I'm pretty sure he came in as a linebacker. I don't know if he repped at DN. There was definitely talk about that. And then he went to tight end. Then back to linebacker. Actually played linebacker in the Rose Bowl. And yep. then went back to tight end. And frankly, we were always joking. Is an Ohio State tight end ever going to have 30 receptions in a season? Ha, ha, ha. And then, like, well, it's not going to be this year. You know, Jeremy Ruckert couldn't even do it. It's not going to be. And, of course, Cade does it in back-to-back years. So I'll be rooting. I'm with you, man. Best nickname to come through Ohio yes. State in a while, Farmer Gronk. And I love Cade Stover, so I'll be rooting for him. We'll hear from Stover in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, but as we said throughout this show, Ryan Day was on with Morning Juice and was asked about Farmer Gronk and some of his spicier comments at the Combine yesterday. One of my favorite players, and uh, man, I don't miss him. But yeah, I think when, when, you, when you make it a position change, I think it has to come from the individual player. And you know, if they're not willing to embrace it, then it probably isn't going to work. Because as you know, you know you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail quite a bit. Um, and I think that was the thing with with Cade was like, man, you you have to want to do it. Here are the things that we see in you. I think you can be, you know, a top three round NFL, uh, NFL tight end, but um, <clears throat> but you have to want to do it. And he, you know, he fought it a little bit early on. You know, he he was a very uh, aggressive player. Um, had that mentality that you know, almost of a defensive player, but 
um, you know, I, I challenge him. You, you could bring that same mentality at tight end, you know, and gave him some examples of that. And then during that Rose Bowl, he went back to linebacker, and we had to <laughs> kind of talk him back into to play in tight end. Um, but 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 he did. I, you know, he he embraced it, and then you just saw him develop over time, and he became one of the best tight ends in the country. And I think you know any NFL team that gets him is not only going to get a great player, but an unbelievable guy for the culture of their team. And we'll hear from Farmer Gronk in the 11 o'clock hour. Steve Hellwagon's boots on the ground in Indianapolis. He'll come on with us at 1133. Yeah, and Steve's been there for a couple of days, so he's okay. But some of my guys on the beat, one in particular, I'm not going to say his name. One of my good friends on the beat, I'm not going to say his name um, unless he texts and says you can say my name. Um, quote, drove out here just for today just to not get Marvin Harrison. LOL. Them's the breaks. One of the, one of the better guys on the beat driving out the, to Indy. It's because it's not a fun drive. It's but it's, it's an, an easy drive. It's easy. It's it's boring. It's straight shot down 70. Yes. You are. You don't need any directions. Dealing with a lot of potholes. Just, Indy's always under construction. While it's a wonderful city, feels like they're always doing something. It's like what's going to get done first? Construction on Indianapolis or 7071? I love it though because I love when the Big Ten holds stuff there because they're going to take it away from us soon. They're going to I'm no I'm They're moving the combine. Not the combine, but I'm t- I'm talking about like Big Ten Media Day. We're gonna have one more year in, in in Indy. It should be there every year. Now I I know. Now if they move to Vegas for a year, okay, L A. I'm you sure I'm give sure that's coming. Your new West Coast contingent, right. a little bit of love in those situations. But selfishly for us on sure. the Ohio State beat, it's so easy. Just hop in the car, no directions needed. Just get on seventy. Bam! If you drive like me, you're there in probably two hours. Why not Columbus? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Why for, not the heart of the conference? The I, crown jewel of the Big Ten resides here. That's darn right. I will say this about Indy. They do, and Columbus would do a great job. Everything in Indy, and people have been there know what I'm talking about. Everything's like right there. Like as far as like the hotels, the restaurants, the stadium itself, the bars. They, they do a really good job of like the, all the entertainments like right there and pretty close to Lucas Oil. So it's a really good spot to hold these those events. Big Ten championship game. I wonder how long that's still going to be in Indy. So, uh, Big Ten championship game itself, does that ever go away? And we'll get to some expansion. It still cracks me up, guys. Like we're, we're we're tripling the amount of teams in the college football <laughs> playoff. We haven't even done that yet. We haven't even had the 12-team playoff. They have tripled it. We know it's coming. The paint's not even dry on that, and now we're going to expand more. even more. <laughs> Got to have more. It's insane. More games, more inventory, more money. Columbus uh, could factor into hosting uh, an opening round game in the college football playoff that would be at Ohio Stadium. It's been a pretty busy year in terms of things coming to this city. So what? This summer, I don't think the date's been announced, but Manchester City is going to play Chelsea in a friendly. Wow. Sign me up for that. Uh, later in July, you got Columbus taking on Aston Villa. So, you know, we got Premier League wanting to come to, I think, the Premier City in the Midwest. The stadium series, the NHL has gifted to this city coming next March for the stadium series and actually even for the friendly between Man City and Chelsea. What does that mean for the turf at Ohio Stadium? What does that mean for Ohio Stadium? Well, it it sounds good because the the plumbing was a major issue, it seemed like, where they weren't sure if they were going to be able to do it. So that sounds good. By the way, speaking of this, we're we're exactly 365 days away from the... uh, the outdoor so what's hockey the game. At, so it's okay, March 1st. Today's good hockey weather. 
Yes. So they'll let's, be all right. They'll be all right. I think so. They'll be all right. They'll they'll unless we have some crazy like seventy degree day. Which wait, you look, come on. You look ahead a few days from now. It might be hey, look seventy. At, look at the damn ten day. They'll be all right. It's twenty twenty four. They'll be able to engineer it. Where we have some. Unfortunately, uh, Dave, I have solid news. eyes. I have bad news. Continuing the trend of no big news gets broken during the show outside of Yarmo and and maybe Chris Holtman. Flavor Town Fest. Scheduled for this summer, June 1st and the 2nd, canceled. Guy Fieri was going to have Greta Van Fleet, Kane Brown, Bretton Michaels was supposed to perform on the lawn at the CAS. They announced its cancellation yesterday, shortly after this show. Dave, I am devastated. The show? They listened to the show, then they canceled? Jeez. They started selling tickets back in January. Two-day passes starting at, like it was a buck fifty-five. So what's the what's the reason? Do they give a reason? They didn't give a reason. They didn't give a reason. I haven't seen one yet. Just lack of flavor. Dude, unforeseen circumstances. Does Guy Fieri have a body scan that day? <laughs> that, that must be it, guys. Yeah. This is devastating. Yes. You're not properly devastated like I am. Um. Yeah. I mean. Okay. I'm. I'm Will you try I'm his new restaurant you. at Sayota Downs? You no. frequent that area though. No. Okay. If he'd have put yeah. it in Hollywood Casino though. Yes. We'd be there for sure. Yes. That's the real deal. Holyfield there. <laughs> Sciota Downs is so like Arch Schleister. <laughs> Earl Bruce. That's the only time we mentioned him on the show. Okay. That's like, <laughs> sir, I think of, I think of like the 19, late 70s, early 80s. Like Hollywood Casino is where it's at. Sportsbook. So, Guy Fieri, if you're listening, that stinks about your event this summer, but maybe think about, what did you just say? Hollywood Casino. No, the other thing. Sir, we don't recognize any sports books on this show, but Tipico. You mention another sports book again. Tipico. I will have Baker waterboard you live on the air. Tipico. I mean, Tipico sports book. I, I said it first, so I guess that's okay. My well, fault. then that's you'll my fault. have You're to right. figure it out. It's definitely Ryan's Punishments fault. will be dulled out for mentioning other sports when, books. When we is, recognize no other. When is Tipico building a sports book in town? Then? They don't need a physical sports book because they have the app, and it's so easy to download. That is true. And I do have it Those on apps phone. are easy to download. Especially they, the they do a good job with that. App. But man, it's so fun to go do it in person. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to... He's not stopping. No. We're not going to waterboard... By the way, he's not wrong. We're not going to waterboard Dave Biddle. It's time for some show prep, I believe, for On the Money. We need to go to the casino. So sounds like a Saturday night thing. I will make you general manager of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Coming up next. Might you disclose your favorite pie? We'll see. Bishop and Friends on the fan. All the 10 TV people come over to our side of the building to take a deuce. That should tell you something about how we operate. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The fan. Distilled sports discussion served in light beer quantities. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Be smart like Bo Bishop. Don't be dumb like Dave Biddle and Ryan Baker. Get in on the action with the Typico Sportsbook. With Tipico's new rewards, you'll get up to 5% cash back on every qualifying bet. Enjoying the highest cash back in the industry with the most rewarding sports book. Claim our new sign-up bonus now and get a $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25. Again, $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25. Sign up now under the promo code THEFAN100. 
to get that bonus. Download the Typico Sportsbook app to bet, earn, and win today. Unless you're in your car. Don't do it while you're driving. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Gambler. Excuse me. Because I'm going to take a gamble here by giving Dave Biddle the title of Cincinnati Bengals general manager. Free agency begins on March 13th. you got the draft in late April. Bengals have the 18th overall selection. What are you doing with all of that, Dave? Let's start with the 18th overall selection. I'm a big best player available guy. Huge. I mean, I'm like, do not draft based on need. I might break my rule this year. It's such a good draft for offensive tackles. I still think in free agency, we are going to sign a right tackle who can slide in to play guard if need be a veteran, maybe on a one-year deal. Nothing that's going to break the bank. Um, Because, A, you can't rely on a rookie. And, B, what if something happens where, you know, somebody unexpected falls in your lap like a Brock Bowers that you feel like you have to take at 18? But I'm probably sitting there at 18. I'm taking the best offensive tackle that falls in my lap. I don't remember a draft this deep at offensive tackle. And I don't mean deep like in the second and third rounds. There's going to be eight offensive tackles at least taken in the Every first Every I've seen outside of one has offensive tackles. And the other, I forget what it was, but had Michael Hall. Yeah, the latest that I, I mean, the, the latest I've seen don't have Michael Hall in the first round. It's very early, right? Yeah, and CBS did one yesterday. They did a two round mock and they didn't have Hall listed. So, but I think him measuring. He was taller than expected and heavier than expected because he was down to like 280 pounds his final year at Ohio State. He was listed at 6'2". He measured at 6'2 and a half. Uh, maybe it was like 6'2 and three quarters. 290 pounds. I think Mike Hall, he'll probably be a third-round pick. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a late second. But I can't buy first. So anyway, so the Bengals definitely need to, I think they're going to get a, we are going to get a right yes, tackle. There you team. go. I like the big guy. There's so many guys too. I like the big guy from Oregon State. Um, there's so many guys I like. I mean, Latham might not be there, but somebody's going to fall in their lap. That's a really good tackle. So take them and then um, got to have a D tackle and free agency going to, whether that's re-signing DJ Reed or finding somebody younger, find a big one-tech D-tackle, and you need in free agency. And thank God the cap went up as much as it did. We knew it'd go up. It went up it's exponentially more. more. Exactly. Makes the T. Higgins tag a lot more manageable. Now we have money to spend. Burroughs' contract does not kick in until next year, his big money. This is the final year of his rookie deal. I think people forget that. This is a fifth-year rookie option year. His huge money doesn't kick in until 2025. So we have room to add a big D tackle on a multi-year contract. We have room to add a good safety. Losing Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell in the same offseason was catastrophic for us, especially when you replace those guys with Dax Hill and Nick Scott. Nick Scott ranked as the worst safety in the entire NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. Dax Hill wasn't far behind. Okay. Now, at least Jordan Battle is a rookie, played well, so we do have him, but Dax Hill has been a bust. Um, but uh, so, got to find a safety. Going to spend big money on a safety and uh, and a D tackle. So, uh, if I to, to believe you at your word, T. Higgins is on this roster in 2024. For sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow wants him on the roster. They're going to give it one more ride. And the thing about that is they could still tag and trade T next year. If you're in the, oh, they should tag and trade him. They can still do that next year. Now, the the tag will go up a little bit, but they could still keep T this year on the tag, um, run it back one more time, and then next year tag and trade him. Bids, are you sure? Are you positive you don't want to trade him to the Cleveland Browns? Let me think about this. Give me ju- No. 
Are you, I mean, are you I'm, positive? I am sure. You answered, I am sure. You answered that quicker than I, I liked. Think about <laughs> it. I, I am sure. You guys, I mean, are, you guys don't even have any picks to give us. They have the 54th <laughs> overall pick. We. The Browns have the 54th overall pick. You can say we. I'm sure Bo could cook up a deal for you. By the way, the Bengals now we're going to start drafting offensive linemen how it should be. No more Jackson oh. Carmen nonsense. Okay. Duke Tobin has done a lot of good things. Now it's Dave he doesn't Bill. even have the title GM, but he is the GM. Yeah, by Duke. Um, he's done a lot of good things, but like he is terrible at drafting offensive linemen. I mean, it was like my phone blew up. We all, we all knew when they drafted Jackson Carmen, we were all like, this is the worst pick ever. All my friends that are Bengals fans are like, he's what a, a large what, what are we human. Doing? Aren't you enamored with that? Yes. That's what they love. They love these. Well, he's big, though. Yeah. Cincinnati have you watched guy. him play? Have you watched him play? Like, so, yeah, I know. But um, they're, they're just terrible at drafting offensive linemen, so maybe that'll change. I have another question for you, Dave Biddle, general manager, or I guess vice, play, vice president of player personnel for the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you also serve as the Bengals nutritionist or dietitian? <laughs> if so, I'm getting an F minus. F minus was the grade for the Bengals <laughs> nutritionist, dietitian, food cafeteria was an F minus, treatment of families was an F minus. What are you doing? That, Why are you so mean to people? I just scout offensive linemen. That, I, I, that we're going to need to take care of that. But that's yeah. that's that's more of a Mr. Brown's territory. Okay, Look, owner. He's paying these guys a lot of money. Pay for your own child care. Now that he's paying Burrow like uh, you know three hundred million. It's like Joe, can you just take care of this stuff? Joe's like, I got it. I mean, not till next year, though. He Burrow, gives up, <laughs> Burrow gives up the suite to the family well members. Well played, Eric Well played. My most important Cincinnati Bengals-related question is, as the new vice president of player personnel, Dave Biddle, for the Cincinnati Bengals, what is your favorite pie? My favorite pie, I will go with... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just be very basic and go with apple pie. Okay. What do you think Mike Brown's favorite pie is? Hmm... Because Dom Tiberi thought it was rhubarb. I agree kind of in that strange pie b- go, vibe. He seems like a... Like a weird like kind of like... He seems like a pecan pie okay. guy. Something What like goes that. with turtle soup was the question that I that someone threw at me. I'm like, I don't know. Does pie pair well? We're not doing pie pairings. Oh, we could. It pairs well with ice cream. That's <laughs> Give me some a la mode. Yeah. Regardless of the pie, give me a little scoop of ice cream on top. We're good. The Browns got an overall grade of D minus uh, from the Players Association report cards. So if Bo Bishop, as his role, Cleveland Browns general manager, you have to get those numbers up a little bit. Uh, they got an 8.6 out of 10 in regards, which is a B, in regards to the ownership. They spend a lot of money. For Cleveland, I, I, the, the task is you've got to restructure. You've got to clear cap space. I think even with the... Uh, the larger cap this season, the Browns at $6 million. And they ain't using 54 on a wide receiver because they can draft receivers worth a damn. Like, that's just an issue with them. And I, I think that's, for me, as a Browns fan, you've got to get your quarterback more. So you guys draft offensive linemen well. We draft yes. wide receivers well. Let's get together. If we weren't in the same damn that's division, I want, I, can we yes. get some division realignment where the AFC North that's is fine. the most brutal division every year? God, it's going to be brutal I'm again a fan this year. Of it. I I like it's it, going to be brutal. It's this competitive. Same. I I, I lo- here's the thing though. It's I I do like that aspect of it, but it's not fair that some of these divi- divisions even exist. Like, I mean, what are we doing with the, the, NFC, the South? NFC South? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, why? Why? 
Or the, what, the AFC South that includes Indianapolis? I was going to say that, but they're, they're on the way up now. Thanks no, they're to a CJ good team, Stroud. Just and... Geographically, it's dumb. Yeah. Like, you'd be, you'd be better just put Baltimore there. Exactly. Let's get Baltimore out of so, there. Let's I, replace Baltimore. Again, they are the kings of the conference. And uh, you, you mentioned the NFC South, and the Atlanta Falcons have uh, big questions. There's a guy named Justin, I believe you're familiar with. Yes. Now, the Atlanta Falcons didn't address any questions about fields, but the Steelers general manager, he might have said something about where Chicago's right now QB1 could be headed. We'll discuss next. It's Bishop and Friends on the fan. The Ohio State Coaches Daily Show is brought to you locally on the fan by Credit Union of Ohio. This is the Ohio State Basketball Daily Show with Coach Jake Diebler, brought to you by Encoba Insurance. Ohio State defeats Nebraska 78-69. to Congratulations on the win. Let's ask you first off how you liked what your team did defensively. I'll tell you what, that is a really good offensive team. They have so many weapons. We talked for the last two days that it felt like they got, had like five guys who could who could score 20 on any, any given night. So our, our defense was really impressive, and it was, it was across the board. We had a couple moments there where we needed to be a little better, but I mean, Everybody who checked in was was locked in at a high level defensively. Coach, all the things you have to deal with uh, in your in your role as a head coach, but now one of your top leaders and best players uh, goes out. How does that impact your game plan? And and what did you do collectively as a coaching unit to kind of make up for the loss of Bruce Thornton? Yeah, listen, if if, if I ever have a choice, I want Bruce Thornton on the floor every <laughs> single time. Um, but we talked about it against uh, Michigan State when Jamison was out. The message was the same. It, we just need to find a way to be a little bit tougher and a little more together when, when you're a man down. And, and our guys, like, they deserve so much credit because I felt like you could feel it out there. You know, not, not for 40 minutes maybe, but we had some we had some really special special segments in that game where we were just so connected and, and tough. All right, we'll have another comment in just a moment. Hi, I'm Archie Griffin, two-time Heisman Trophy winner. The right coverage can be a game changer, both on and off the field. That's why Encova Insurance and their local independent agents are prepared for what's next and protect what matters most to you. Whether that's your home, car, business, or family, Encova's got your back with a policy that fits you perfectly. With local independent agents in your neighborhood and innovative insurance products that can be tailored to fit your unique needs, Encova's playbook is an easy win for your peace of mind. You can trust their team of agents to develop a strategy that's just right for you. And it's not just X's and O's. Your expert agent will guide you and provide insurance solutions so you can confidently manage your risk and count on a financially secure future. For auto, home, and business insurance, you want Encova on your team. Visit Encova.com today to find an agent near you. Encova is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Go Bucks! The final once more, 78-69, Ohio State over Nebraska. Jamison battled with a season-high 32 points, but was he making some of those other kind of plays you were just talking about, Jake? Yeah, I thought I thought defensively he did some really good things. Um, you know, obviously he hit some big shots and was able to get to the free-throw line. You know, I thought he and Roddy, their aggressiveness, and we, we talked about it uh, late in the game, like stay aggressive, attack the paint, play through the paint. And I thought a big key was, you know, we took care of the ball at a much better level end of the first half and, and throughout the second half. So, yeah, Jamison, was, he, was, he was really special. It's the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield.
Is it time to upgrade your financial situation? Whether you're shooting for financial goals or making a fast break towards savings, Credit Union of Ohio is on your team. If you live in Central or Northeast Ohio, you could score big with affordable loans and competitive savings. Enjoy Credit Union of Ohio's fast and easy online application process and make a slam dunk when it comes to your financial needs. Start winning at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind or grab a carryout. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizza, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun... Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Casual joy. Us. Our top men are working on everything. Except this show. This is Bishop and Friends. Oh no, top men are in today. Eric Reeser, Dave Biddle, Ryan Baker. I'm not going to be breaking any news with what I'm about to say here. The quarterback's the most important position in the NFL. And for the teams that we just discussed in the last segment, Cincinnati Bengals, Dave Biddle's team now, because he's the general manager, I've awarded him that until noon. Then Duke Tobin uh, can retake the reins. Uh, I think there's a catch. Yeah, Better make some moves quick. Okay. For the Baltimore Ravens, of course, you got the MVP, two-time MVP, and Lamar Jackson. The Cleveland Browns, maybe Sean Watson. <laughs> what about the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> So, and look, full disclosure here. The Browns are going to not do anything with Deshaun other than a restructure. Kevin Stefanski doesn't do all of the coaching moves in the offseason to have Joe Flacco come back. Flacco is not going to be in that quarterback room. In my opinion, you might just need to have Zach Wilson backing up Deshaun Watson. So there can be in no way an argument to get the back of him. When Deshaun Watson (laughs) plays poorly... Next season, and you have a competent backup, that's what the fans are going to be clamoring for. Can we just keep P.J. Walker? <laughs> well, come on. I what mean, if he's playing well and he gets we, hurt, though? I'm, I'm, I'm the, saying this as a Bengal fan. The coming the NFL. Into, I, don't that know, I don't know why I'm helping you guys out. you got to think, you got to be optimistic. All right. Deshaun's going to play well. He's going to be mm-hmm. the, 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 the Deshaun that we saw promised. at Clemson, his fourth year in the year. NFL. There you go. I mean, he was starting to play well when he got hurt. So he you got to hope... Watson plays well, but you have to have right, a contingency plan. He did that with a defense that was outstanding throughout the season. So there is a lot. If it can get right at the quarterback position for the Browns, they can make some serious noise. The Pittsburgh Steelers somehow made the playoffs with Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph, and Mitch Trubisky in spells. There has been chatter through this offseason, and, and it's increased because of the combine and Justin Fields, who took to social media and everything he does gets you know magnified 10x could justin fields end up in pittsburgh i know there have been odds at several sports books 
that say Fields will be taking his first snap in 2024 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Some have the Atlanta Falcons, others have the Chicago Bears, but the Bears have the number one overall pick. And as we sit here, as the combine goes on in Indy, we think they're using that on Caleb Williams. I'm going to ask you first, Dave, is Justin Fields in another uniform to start 2024, the season? It sounds like, yes, I would. Personally, I would not. Because I'm not sold on Caleb Williams. Now he could. I, he's very talented, but he's undersized as far as his height. Oh, he's six one or six two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he was listed at six one at USC. I don't, I don't think he's going to measure like any taller than six foot. Now he's well put together. He can make plays out of the pocket, and that's great. But he he's not a pocket passer. You have to be able to at least sit in there and be able to tear him apart from the pocket. Mahomes is the best outside of the pocket, but he also obviously can sit in the pocket and tear you apart. Caleb Williams doesn't do that. He holds onto the ball too long. He's got some knucklehead tendencies. I don't like. I don't. I don't need my quarterback painting his nails with F Utah for the Pac-12 championship game, and he didn't say F. Whatever though. could that mean? You know, I, I, you can be a diva and play wide receiver. You can be a diva and be a good corner. Okay, you cannot be a diva and be a good quarterback. Okay, people. Are like, what about Aaron Rodgers? Okay, but he he, he wasn't a diva until he became really good. Yes, <laughs> and like and. You know, I mean, maybe I'm he's being not kind. A diva, he's a maybe deep I'm being thinker, kind Dave. by calling Caleb Williams a diva. I, I'm just oh, no, not I'm sold right there on, with you on that. I would, and I'm not sold. Justin Fields is going to be a great quarterback, but I, I could win with Justin Fields in my opinion, especially yes. now if I get another haul for the number one overall pick. I'm building up one heck of an offensive line. I'm having a crushing defense. I'm getting him another good wide receiver to pair with DJ Moore, and we're we're gonna. We're, that's going to be a tough Bears team to beat. You give me a good defense. A good running game with Justin Fields, and then you got a couple good wide receivers. Give me a really good offensive line. I can win with that team. So if you're a Steelers fan, uh, you're sitting here thinking, what the hell are they going to do with that quarterback position? Because the rest of the team's good enough, especially last year, if they were able to make the playoffs. Think of what they could do if they had even competent quarterback play. So at the Combine yesterday, uh, General Manager Omar Khan said, quote, I have full faith in Kenny. He's shown us some good things. And obviously, there were some issues with the offense. So they bring in Arthur Smith, who was jettisoned from Atlanta. He's their new offensive coordinator. Mason Rudolph set to hit free agency, but Khan did express interest in bringing him back to do a competition because you know these coaches got to have a competition. Love to have a competition. Sure, fine. But then Khan, when he was doing a separate media session, uh, and he was holding court with some of, I think this is the Pittsburgh Steelers reporter for The Athletic had an interesting question for him that relates to someone we're familiar with. You trade for Justin Fields? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm not going to go into details about the conversations that we've had, but like I mentioned earlier, I, I, I can tell you that I, I have an obligation to look at every avenue um, that's out there to uh, to try to make us a better football team. How about Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else you've been rumored to sign. Yeah, same, same answer. <laughs> there was discussions? What's that? There was discussion. I'm not going to get into oh, okay. any, any uh, uh, detailed conversation. So it was a good job out of them with just the lead. You trade for Justin Fields. Now, of course, he's going to do the deflection that he did, do the dance. But there's no way he was going to say yes. No, of course he not. He easily could have said no and talked around it even more. That was like almost as <laughs> close to a yes as you could get. And of course, during this silly season, we look too much into stuff like this. But they are the betting favorite. There's this this no is way ridiculous. They can of course, run this of course Justin with... Fields is going to end up in Pittsburgh. Right. Of course he is. And he's, he's going to be fans of the Bengals. He's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. We talked about this off the air. Like one of my favorite Buckeyes to cover and just to watch was Cam Hayward. 
And then, of course, I saw him get drafted by the Steelers. I'm like, well, he's going to be a stud for... He's even better than I thought he would be in the NFL. Yeah. I, I remember thinking, he's going to be a stud for 10 years. Oh, Also, one of the best just humans in the NFL, man of the year, and he's a future Hall of Famer. Ryan Shazier was one of my favorites. He went to the Steelers. Now it's going to happen again with Jay Fields, probably. Hopefully, the Bears do the right thing and keep him. I will say, if they take Caleb Williams and he busts, uh, it's it, it's going to be... It's going to be kind of funny to watch. I I don't know, man. I I hope Jay I hope they keep Jay Fields and just get a haul for that pick again and build around him. It's just because Eberflus was retained for some reason. Uh, th- at this point, if you're a top flight quarterback, you almost want to avoid Chicago like the plague. I know Williams said that he would be excited if we were to be picked by the Bears, the number one overall pick. But in my lifetime, they've never had they've competent quarterback play has been their ceiling. Again, this is a league now that you have to have a Patrick. You have to have Patrick Mahomes play to get you to the precipice. And there's a lot because there's Patrick Mahomes, there's Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and I. I think there's a chasm. Like some, you could throw Josh Allen in there, but then there's a chasm and it's Dak. You have got to do something for the Chicago Bears that they've just never been able to do and have that elite quarterback play in a division that the quarterbacks around you are also getting better. Now, who knows what the the Vikings are going to do if Kirk Cousins lands back in Minnesota, but Jordan Love improved from last season. Um, Jared Goff, if they do extend him in Detroit, you've got to at least, at least, and you're not going to get Mahomes, keep pace with the guys in your division for Chicago. And they've just, if it's incompetence, if it's bad luck, whatever you want to say, have never been able to hit there. And so for me, if they take him, Caleb Williams, it's like, well, he's just going to end up like the rest of them. Slap his last name on that jersey, right? The thing about Caleb, and he could be very good. I've heard people say things like he's a generational talent. I you think know, he's, he's one that like, you have to have talent around him and the right fit because I don't think up here, and I'm pointing to my head because, again, audio medium, if it's not right for him, the situation, it isn't going to work. Yeah, and now the best quarterback in the game, he might go down as the best ever, is Mahomes, yes. who was not the number one pick. Brady, the goat right now, was a sixth round pick. So it, to say it's an inexact science is an understatement. Oh, but there have been times there have been guys come out where it's like we would have been shocked if they weren't at least really good. Like Andrew Luck's a good example. Yep. Obviously, the, the injuries ended his career, but. He was what we thought he'd be. Yes, <laughs> you know? he was. Prom- he was as promised. Burrow, I got that feeling. Now, maybe people weren't sold on Burrow. I personally was just getting to know How? him when he was at Ohio State, and then seeing what he did that last year at LSU. And people talk about his first year at LSU. They were running like a prehistoric offense that first year, and then Joe Brady came in, was like, "Boom." Uh, how about we do things like a like an NFL team and they took off? Now, it helps when you have Jamar Chase and yeah. Justin Jefferson as your wide receivers <laughs> when you're in college. So I get that. That was a stacked team, but But you have to do with what the you have to do with you have you you have to act accordingly. I'll borrow the phrase that's used a lot by Bo on this show. You have all of that talent, but you've still got to make everything. Right? A, yeah, and he did. I mean, Joe Burrow with one of the best seasons in college football history. Anyway, not to get off the point. So there have been some guys that have come out where it's like I'm pretty confident that he's bust-proof. Not necessarily he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I'm confident this guy, number one. I don't get that feeling with Caleb Williams. If I'm a Bears fan, I'd have some trepidation there. There'd be excitement because there's he's undoubtedly talented. Yeah, Undoubtedly talented. I mean, but I do. I worry about up here, pointing in my head. Yep. I worry about some of that stuff because quarterback in the NFL, you better be a leader of men. You cannot be a knucklehead, and you can't be worried about all this other stuff. Maybe eventually you can, but you better come into the league, and you better be a football nerd. 
quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks are football nerds. Okay, Peyton Manning, think of that. Guys like that. What are you going to say about Tom Brady? He was a football nerd. Not a nerd off the field by any means. Oh, but he's like, now he is. But like he was like very, very nerdy about how he, I mean, as a compliment, how he approached his quarterbacking. Very good thing. And, and look at the best quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, not a knucklehead. Okay, so I worry about that with Caleb Williams. And maybe he'll be a great young man. I don't know. But there's been enough smoke there. And I've seen it. Not It's not just smoke that we've heard things. Right. We've seen him do immature things. Now he's a 20-year-old kid, 21 years old. So... We all, we all do immature things, especially at that age. But that would be a concern of mine, especially you're not taking him late in the first round. You're taking him with the number one overall pick <laughs> when you could trade that for a haul. You better be sure. You better be damn sure that he is a can't-miss prospect. Yeah, the Bears reportedly seeking historic compensation for it. A uh, Michigan man speaks on another Michigan man. We'll speak on that next. It's Bishop and Friends on The Fan. A lot of hosts have been on our airways in the past 30 years. Some good, some bad, some really bad. Anyway. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Sorry for that. The fan. Producers. Co-hosts. Friends. Some of those things are true. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Yes, you are. Reeser Biddle Baker. Doing the thing. I hope this works. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Apex Plumbing Pros. Good job, Reese. Proud of you. Crushed it. Guys, it's uh, no secret that it's been a rough season for the Michigan basketball team. They got hammered by Rutgers last night. 82-52. to 52, They are last in the Big Ten. Someone asked a friend of the program, John U. Bacon, about Juwan Howard's employment, and he said, no decisions will be made until the end of the season and shouldn't be, in my opinion. You gain nothing. Then, however, it seems more likely than not that Ward Manuel will Give Howard another year, even though most fans don't want that. Run it back. Thing or not a thing? It's a thing, and I, I really like John U. Bacon. I, he, he, I, I really like him. I have a lot of respect for him. I completely disagree with him. Just look at Ohio State right now. What, what do you mean it, it would make no difference? <laughs> and by the way, Michigan won a basketball national championship one year when they fired their coach during the season because he. Now it's because Bill Frieder was going to Arizona State, but still. They, they want a Michigan him. man. Right. And so it, it can help. And by the way, even if Diebler wasn't 3-1 and one, one right now, I liked the timing for Ohio State getting rid of Holtman when they did because they're able to get out ahead of the curve. Ross Bjork now has right. one thing on his table. That is find a new head coach. So I, I disagree with John Yu there. I will push back as well because with and especially in this situation, Right, like you have a sinking ship. What looks like to be what looks to be at Michigan. John Howard is a walking liability. Every time he's out on the court, is what's what's going to happen next? Like, what assistant is he going to get in with? Is a fan going to say something to him? Like, this is not a coach you want representing your university again. I know Michigan men think they're what the leaders and the best, and we've seen very much the opposite over the past several years. Like, we could do a couple, like an hour. Like, you know, you got on one hand John Howard pinnacle of professionalism and Connor Stallions as well. <laughs> what Ohio State did, I think, is something that you can use as an example. 
because you know who also responded really well to uh, the change in leadership for the basketball Buckeyes? The basketball players. Might this be the time to do that? See what you have, especially with the portal being a thing. And do you retain guys or do you find out, okay, we thought this guy was a fit under this previous administration. He is not greener pastures you should seek. I can't believe he still has his job. No, I, I mean, everything that he's done, like, I mean, the wins and losses itself, but like all the other stuff too. They've I mean, like eight it's games just, this year. It's, it, I mean, they're like in last place in the Big Ten, like by a mile. They're now like four games behind Ohio State. Yep. It's crazy. Ward Manuel, you've come this far. Let's stick it out. Keep going with Juwan Howard. I say. <laughs> Five more years. Contract Five extension. Five more years. Earlier this week, the Philadelphia Phillies announced that Dollar Hot Dog Night will not be on the promotional schedule this season. Instead, the team will offer a two-for-one deal at select games, citing a focus on a positive experience for all fans in attendance. So the Phillies have been holding Dollar Hot Dog Night for over 25 years, but the tradition is over. They're saying thanks to the Philly fans. John Weber, the VP of Ticket Ops and Projects, said that uh, last year's Dollar Dog game served as a tipping point. It wasn't just the throwing, it's the concourse. The crowds of everybody being at the same number of concession stands. But obviously, you know, the throwing was a little bit of a tipping point. This is in reference to a game last April. It was an 8-4 to loss to Miami where fans were throwing their hot dogs around the stands, some of them ending up on the field. Thing or not a thing. It's a thing. Oh, yeah. Things are ending up on the field. <laughs> Can't throw things on the field. <laughs> this is from the a New York New York Post had the best headline, Phillies end dollar dog night after wiener throwing fiasco. <laughs> the videos were incredible to watch from this. And then, of course, as the Phillies announced this, it brings back to light all of this. But you see, I mean, hundreds of silver either rolled up balls or silver, the hot dogs still in their silver wrapping, just going all over, <laughs> all over the stadium. This is if, like, the Clippers decided to end Dime a Dog Night and just do BOGO dogs. Get out of here with that. Allow the fans to fan. Just don't throw your wieners on the field. I mean, Cleveland ruined 10-cent beer night. Now Philly is trying to ruin dollar dog nights. Like you said, we've done Dime a Dog Night forever, and there's been no wieners on the field. If Control your wieners. Yes. If you consume too much of the 10-cent beer, though, you'll act like a jerk. If you consume too much of the 10-cent hot dog, you'll have a tummy ache. Like, these are different. They're going to completely change your behavior. And I can vouch for that. Let you will get a tummy eat. ache if you have too eat. many. <laughs> <laughs> Members of the NFL's competition committee have spent several days studying and debating whether to alter multiple key elements of the game this coming season. Modifications to the kickoff. The elimination of the hip drop tackle, possible tweaks to intentional grounding calls, and the expansion of the use of technology have all commanded intense scrutiny as the eight-member committee prepares to put together proposals for the NFL owners to consider and vote on at the spring's annual meetings. Thing or not a thing? It's a thing. Anytime they're making that many suggestions, <laughs> we're going to notice it feels some like differences. A lot. It does feel like a lot. And like, if you're a defensive player, you're really, and I get it. There are a lot of injuries with the, the hip drop tackle, but you're thinking like, is there any way I'm allowed to tackle that's legal at this point? It's already hard to tackle these guys. If you, I'm breaking news here. It's hard to tackle them 
anyway. Large human beings. Yeah, very man, difficult to bring down. Yes, fast. Yes. And now they're making it even tougher for defensive players. I don't get it. And just in case you're wondering what the hip drop tackle is, that's where they you just jump in the air basically all your body weight on someone and roll away from them, you're getting a lot of leg injuries yep. with that. And Logan Wilson for the Bengals is good at it, so I, I want them to keep it. <laughs> so he can keep injuring Mark Andrews. It's just Not like, our... No, that's Matty Andrews. Yeah, don't injure... Well, yes. I, actually, I... He wouldn't. Matty Andrews would injure on the football field. Like I could see him as a guy if you gave him he's a helmet, not as pads, big. He would throw his body though. He's not as big. He'd as He get Mark a lot of targeting calls though. His younger brother Mark. Yes, yes, it's true. His younger brother Mark is bigger than him. I just for the life of me, I, I, I you got to tell somebody in such a fast like environment, a fast situation like the NFL. Here, control your body in such a way that he's going to be able to as he's tackling, as he's tackling a large human being. Now, of course, you're taught to you know dip and drive, head up, obviously. But in this situation, if like he ain't going anywhere or he's carrying you, then I think your body goes into the flight or fight. Which is like, just get on the ground. I'm just going to drag yeah. you with me. Yes, just a natural reaction. And for them to be like, oh, yep, flag, Sh- I, whatever. Because stop. I, I would. I wish the NFL would just stop tweaking things every single season. Like, can we go a couple of years, please? Got to make sure the players are safe, Reese. Uh, one it's more. football. It's just not a safe game. <laughs> I, I agree with you. One more here. In a wide-ranging interview on The Pivot hosted by Ryan Clark, McCole Hardman was critical of the Jets' culture and detailed his issues with the team. He said he was so frustrated by his lack of playing time that by week four, which was a home game against the Chiefs, he said, I'm telling you right now, I was so checked out like it was over with. I had already talked to... Brett Veach, who's the Chiefs GM, and Patrick Mahomes, like, come get me. Two weeks later, he was traded back to the Chiefs, and of course, he wound up catching the winning touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. According to NFL rules, teams aren't permitted to have contact with another team's players or coaches. That's considered tampering and could result in the loss of draft picks. It's unclear if the Jets will pursue tampering charges against the Chiefs. Thing or not a thing? I'll say not a thing. I mean, first of all, that happens all the time when a player... It's happened to the Bengals. I'm sure the Bengals have done it, too. I know when uh, the Bengals have lost a player to the Ravens, for example, during a season, he, he might tell them, like, the Bengals playbook are part of it. It's just part of the game. Um, so I'm going to say not a thing. Yeah, and also for Hardman, and for anybody, really, if you're disgruntled with the team that you're on, just have your dad edit together a YouTube video of how bad your team is, <laughs> and then that'll get you out quicker. Like, there are ways to go about doing it that you don't have to be an idiot and get caught with tampering. And I will say this: He's basically saying the Jets are dysfunctional. Like that is that, that's that is breaking the opposite news on of this breaking program. News. Like we talked I mean, about Marvin Harrison this morning. Like that is seismic. Wow! And what that organization's just top to bottom funky. Is that all we have for topics today? You know what I do? Hmm. Clock management is important for coaches. It's also important for radio hosts. And I don't think we increased our intelligence this week, but we'll discuss what we may have learned next. It's Bishop and Friends on The Fan. One, two, three. Here at The Fan, it's always football o'clock. Proud to be your home of the Buckeyes, Browns, and all the NFL games you can handle. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. The Fan. The uncle you never knew you had. The friends you kind of wish you didn't. This is Bishop and Friends. Uncle out. Shops in Europe. Eric Reeser, Dave Biddle, Ryan Baker rolling along with you on a fantastic fitness Friday. I call it that for a number of reasons as NFL teams are in Indianapolis, except for like a handful of head coaches, which I always find weird. It's the, like the head guy wouldn't go, but I think that's a, that's a developing trend is where you see some coaching staff just not bother with it. Um, fitness in terms of the city of Columbus, the Arnold Classic going on right now. Hello to everybody. Welcome to our fine city that apparently doesn't want to have Guy Fieri do anything in the summer. Again, devastating news about the inaugural Flavor Town Fest. You are bothered by Columbus that. is still a wonderful place to live. <laughs> and on Sunday, as you heard Baker in the update, Ohio State's going to be taking on Michigan. The second to last game of the season for the basketball Buckeyes. We're going to look to make it three. Count them three wins in a row. Be the first time for consecutive wins of that magnitude since 2023 became 2024. Uh, Michigan in the pit in terms of the Big Ten Conference. We talked about they got smoked by Rutgers last night. Um, but for this basketball team, with Jake Diebler now at the helm, 3-1, and one, and trophies on his wall include Matt Painter, Tom Izzo at the Breslin Center, and then Fred Hoiberg last night, because Nebraska's messing around with a bubble. We'll have the Big Ten Tournament here coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. I know they're at Rutgers to wrap the regular season uh, next Sunday, I want to say. This team, after dismissing Chris Holtman, installing Jake Diebler as the full-time guy, Gene Smith said it was to introduce a spark. Jake Diebler said that's what he wanted from his guys, more spark, more energy, to push the pace, push the tempo. You had guys, you had Bruce Thornton saying it, you had Roddy Gale saying it, Jamison Battle saying it. They're playing with spark, they're playing with energy, they're playing with emotion. Jake Diebler, after their win against Nebraska last night, 78-69 was the finals on the Ohio State Sports Network, and he talked about these guys playing with such emotion that we hadn't really seen up until the change was made. We've talked about trying to find a way to get that to come out more and play with more passion. I think certainly I need to lead by example in that, probably led by a little too much example at times. Um, tonight, ref told me I, I crossed half court once or twice, which I got to I got to clean that up certainly. But our guys are playing with a, with a great sense of togetherness. They're celebrating uh, like it's not necessarily plays that they make, but they're celebrating each other's plays at a, at a high level. And our and that goes all the way through our program. We've practiced that way. Um, our staff has done a great job with that. You know, I, I think our guys are, are cutting loose a little bit. You know, from the from the passion standpoint and having some some fun within the competitiveness of the game which is which has been fun for us to see as a staff see them doing that and it's been fun as fans to watch that energy and that passion come out as well you didn't have bruce thornton last night ruled out with a migraine he will uh, he's expected to play uh against michigan this coming sunday but jameson battle was hot early then was clutch late 32 points for him this has really been a thing, and for promotional purposes, uh, Jake Dealer will be on with Timmy Hall tonight at 633 nice. on the Buckeye Show. So Jake getting out there and, and making sure everybody knows that this not only is uh, an exciting time for Ohio State men's hoops, there's a lot to look forward to in the future, but a lot of it has to do with his players. And it's, it's again, it's what I haven't felt from this program in a while, something like something to look forward to. Like the, the 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 potential is there for what could be a really special run, 
and not again they're not cutting down the hoops and is it what houston the host in the final four but whatever comes with this whatever comes sunday at michigan or next sunday against rutgers the big 10 tournament maybe an nit bid you're, you can build to something that can really be special down the road yeah and it's easy to say well you know the it's, it's giving them a spark the players are just playing better and that's true but we're seeing coaching right in front of our eyes like better coaching like Things like they did with Jamison Battle when, okay, Nebraska adjusted and okay, we're not just going to get better. We're going to force him to get off the three-point line. Okay, then we're going to get him the ball in the run. We're going to get him the ball toward the basket. They were doing a little bit of everything with Jamison Battle. Coming out of timeouts, we saw Diebler drawing up nice plays. We didn't see the other team getting easy buckets coming out of timeouts. Too often under Holtman, they were turning the ball over after timeouts. You know, certainly weren't drawing up like great plays after timeouts. And that's always a sign of coaching. That's when coaches are kind of going one on one. You have a timeout. You can kind of set your play. The other coach is putting their defense in. Um, that's a lot of times where it's basically a one on one coaching matchup in my mind. And Holtman lost too many of those battles. Yep. It's a very small sample size, Eric. I get it. But under, after four games and even his one loss, Minnesota's tough to beat at home. Yes. They're tough to, that's his one loss. <laughs> and look at his three wins. Wins. Small sample size, but I've been impressed with the coaching I've seen out of Diebler. Yeah, I mean, it's given the team an emotional lift, and that's a big reason, but it's not just that. He's actually, you can see it. Some of his coaching maneuvers are really, really working and is in stark contrast to what Chris Holtman was doing, which makes me wonder, Diebler was the associate head coach. It doesn't yep. sound like he really, that was probably just in title one. It doesn't sound like he really had a lot of leeway to do things the way he wanted to do it. Yeah, we could have, I think, a longer conversation about Ohio State athletics and titles, and does it mean they're <laughs> actually doing the work, but that is not for this show, because <laughs> on, on a Friday, we, we want to kind of recap maybe what we've learned. We're not trying to do too much around here, but over the course of five days, you might have gleaned some stuff. Bishop and Friends present what, what we've learned this week. And so along with the basketball Buckeyes being three and fun under Jake Diebler, again, hosting Michigan on Sunday, we learned that the second-ranked Ohio State women's squad is for real. This team, again, is at Iowa on Sunday, but winners of 16 in a row. They dispatch Michigan on home court to cut down the nets for an outright Big Ten championship, their first since 2010. Again, have the... I think great opportunity to really stick it to the Hawkeyes now that Caitlin Clark has declared for the WNBA. This will be her last regular season game at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Go give them an L. She'll get flowers. She'll get a lot of love. Hand them an L before you leave. I do love that the Buckeyes are walking in there, already have the outright championship it's already locked clinched. Up. So, you know, I, I think probably... Iowa will, will win, but Ooh. going in there with nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, Iowa's going to be favored in this game, yes. playing at home. Caitlin Clark's last home game. They'll be favored. And I, if I had to bet, I think they'll win. But Ohio State has nothing to lose. They're locked into a one seed, too. Being the Big Ten outright champion, they're locked into a one seed in the tournament, which is huge. That means that the earliest you could play South Carolina is the Final Four, yep. which is in Cleveland, right? Do I have that right? Is the Final Four I believe in Cleveland? So. Men's Final Four is in Phoenix. Um, I, think this the, year. I think the women are in Cleveland. So I think, I now think South right Carolina, yep. they're going to be, I mean, they're yeah, like number lost. one. Ohio State's <laughs> number two. South Carolina's a juggernaut. Like they're like some of those like UConn teams that Oriema had like back in the day. Um, but the Buckeyes have a very good chance and I, it's just so much fun, man. I, I, I always like wanted the best for Ohio State women's basketball, but I never really followed it that close. 
And when I did watch it, it wasn't maybe a fun brand of basketball. Boy, McGuff has changed that around. The Jim Foster era, uh, well, they, they couldn't even get to the Sweet 16. They'd be like a one seed, couldn't even get to the Sweet 16. McGuff, it took him a while to get things really going, but he plays a fun brand of basketball. He must have been a Nolan Richardson fan growing up because 40 minutes of hell is what they bring at you. I love it. And and now they've got the talent to match, and the part, the parts all just fit on this team. Um they're just a lot of fun to watch. And, like, I just never – my point is, I guess, I never thought I'd be this into Ohio State women's basketball. Like, it's just – I'm so into it. I love it. And they're – again, it's because they're winning and because it's a fun ba- brand of that's, basketball. That, that's a huge thing. I mean, of course, every, everybody gravitates towards the winning, but it's how they've been winning. It's beating Iowa with Caitlin Clark in town in overtime. It's having this kind of an opportunity where – Tickets for this game, with Sunday's game being as expensive as a ticket ever in women's basketball. It'll be televised on Fox, but Maddie Andrews will have the call right here on the fan with pregame coverage Sunday at 1245. Guys, you know what's crazy is how good they are coming out of the half. They've only been outscored in the third quarter three times all year. And the other night, they were tied at half with Michigan. And then they just blew their doors off coming out of the second half. So the adjustments they're making at halftime is working. And like you said, they keep that pace up all game. They are very fun to watch. That's good coaching. We say it in football all the time. Those coaches that make the best halftime adjustments are the best coaches. And same thing is true in basketball. If you're coming out there and you're lighting the world on fire to start the third quarter, that means you're making some good halftime adjustments good point ryan we've also learned this week that if you have a college football team sometime in the next 20 years you might be eligible for the college football playoff (laughs) they did four last year they're doing 12 this year they're doing 12 next year and then 14 16 who knows but in this jockeying to uh, who's gonna show the college football playoff where these games are gonna be what the calendar is gonna look like the Big Ten and the SEC reportedly in the newest uh, 12 and 14 and 16 team models want first round buys for their champions. And then some. They want three auto bids. And bids, I'll say this to you, I'm glad they're flexing their muscles. Yeah, I guess that's the good thing. I mean, I mean the Big Ten and the SEC should not be playing under the same rule. It really isn't a power four. Plain People are going to use the power sport. four. There's a power two. Let's be real. There's a power two, and they need to throw their weight around. Still, I mean, I have mixed emotions about it. I, I, Ryan knows. I mean, we were both congruent on this. We liked it at four. Like, I, do okay, t- I do, too. You're going to triple it? Okay, <laughs> you're tripling it. Okay. Even go to like we're six not, or eight. Not, right. I was like, how about six? Right, six. Give the top two teams a bye. Go to six. How about we go to 12? Okay. Before the paint is dry on that, we're going to go to 14, <laughs> then 16. You know what? Remember in high school football when it was hard to make the playoffs? If you just made the playoffs, mm-hmm. for certain schools, it wasn't a big deal if you're a powerhouse. But just to make the playoffs was a big deal in high school football. Now it's like almost everybody gets in. There's certain like divisions, regions where like one team doesn't make it. Are we headed to that in college football? Yes. Pretty much everybody it, gets in. It feels like it. And I just real quick. Bowling Green, you're in. The 14 team model would guarantee three auto bids for each conference, SEC and Big Ten, that also reserve the formats two first round buys for each league's respective champion. Like that's, I'm glad they're doing that, but boy. Can they just, like, can we take baby steps? Do we need to be taking evil Knievel leaps? 
Reese, we were talking about this the other night before on the money. Can we just get rid of these automatic bids and go back to like a BCS computer for you? We can't go back to the computer. That's like Ohio State going back to Thad. But he mentioned high school football. That's what they do in foot, uh, high school football. Yes, Let's I just, just get on to Joe Itell and there's no like... Uh, plug the numbers yes. in and the 12 best teams, 14 best teams are in. Bam. Can't go back to the computers. Bam. You got to do the games. I like the BCS. You got This is going to be an NFL playoff. This is going to be an NFL structure, not before. No, we mean, just, we mean to, to games, seed it just like they do in high school. To put the 12 teams in. Oh, to, to, well, to decide, instead of having Ward Manual being no. the... Which is... They're just trolling us at this point, yes. right? Ward Manual is now leading the CFP. Give me a break. I would much rather have computers than If we've learned people. anything, it's that these guys love committees. They love traveling to Dallas and other big cities nice and getting hotels. those Marriott points <laughs> and those continental breakfasts. And being you interviewed rob, by ESPN. You want to rob them of that? You want to rob us, the fans of Ward Manual, on our television sets every Tuesday starting in October? He is easy on the eyes. <laughs> It'll be good seeing Ward every... <laughs> I did like this the past couple years. Everybody would start a question out with, hey, boo. It was Boo Kerrigan. Everybody would, like, and everybody would just naturally, hey, boo. It was just so funny. We would, <laughs> It was like a long running like inside joke between some of us. But uh, yeah, Ward Manuel is now leading the CFP. I'm with Ryan. I mean, th- nobody has any gripes with Ohio high school football, how they do it, right? I mean, other than letting everybody in, but as far as the computer, has no as far as the computer there are points, some people that gripe with the <laughs> oh, OHSA. Well, I'm sure if it comes down to, to oh, I don't are mean there? that. But as far as like to how they with Joe Itell on all that, right? That's good cut and dried, right? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Okay, Ryan's not g- g- completely. I on have board an with a, me a, admission to make about high school uh, seatings that I will make next, but also Cade Stover, Ohioan confirmed, Bishop and Friends on the fan. We used to have a billboard with our host face on it, but only ugly people work here now. You mama say you ugly, hey! The fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Ohio Sports Destiny. The best hair on the air. You are listening to Bishop and Friends. Still true. We talked to you about my friends at Tipico Sportsbook. With Tipico's new rewards, you'll get up to 5% cash back on every qualifying bet. Enjoy the highest cashback in the industry with the most rewarding sports book. Claim Tipico's new sign-up bonus now and get a $100 bonus or $100, excuse me, in bonus bets when you bet $25. Reading's hard. Sign up now and a promo code THEFAN100 to get that bonus. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. Like, do it now unless you're driving. Then don't do it. But earn, win today. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I have a confession. I always thought it was Joe Edel's computer rankings. For high school football. For high school football. Yeah. Growing up in Upper Arlington, that, you mentioned J.J. Huddle in the break, brought back so many memories of being on that forum, of looking at the computer rankings. Because I was on the football team. I wasn't good. But I was part of it. Hey. So I was always interested to see where every, where other people were, where other schools were. And so when I would look up, you know, D1, R3, like, 
What are the points UA has? Or what's Davidson doing? That was Joe Idol's computer rankings. Sorry, Joe. Now I'm looking at you. I'm thinking, DB? Oh, Were no. you a DB? No. So I was a little chunkier. And I played uh, offensive and defensive line. I was I like a, I I was like a rush end. I would have lost some money there. I'm Mike Hall type I, defensive I, line. I pegged him as like a middle a fat, safety. I was a fat kid. So. I, packed, I pictured him as a oh, middle I could, safety. I can't. I No. I can't cover a tab. Middle safeties can bring the wood, though, too. I I have no lumber to give. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> at least you were. Come on, fourteen, fifteen. D one, mate. You were playing big time D one high school no, football. No no, 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 Dave. I was on the team. That, 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 I was on the football you team. You got to be tough to be on like, the team. You can't let's be not. <laughs> Practices are tough in football. You can't be a weakling and be on the football team. I mean, Reese it's now nuts. looks like a 1980s DeSales fullback, honestly. Like one of those small, yeah. stocky guys. Well, you're like, There's no way this guy's a tough fullback. Tough as nails, and, and that's like, what he looks and like. And then you see him like breaking tackles left and right. That is That would be Reese, wouldn't it? Keeping Sorry. those legs churning. Sorry to ruin that for you, but I was awful. But I did play, and I was interested in J.J. Huddle and Joe Idol. So, again, apologies for, for years <laughs> calling it the Joe Idol computer rankings. But what we were here to talk about right now is another Ohio boy who was born and bred to play football and to farm. And right now, boy, he's, was he? now he's focused on the football. Probably in a week, he's back on the farm focused on the farming. And that's one Cade Stover, who's one of eight Buckeyes in Indianapolis uh, for the NFL Scouting Combine. We've got boots on the ground in the form of Steve Hellwagon of Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports. He'll join us coming up next. Um, We did have some news this morning. Marvin Harrison Jr. was supposed to speak 8-28-30. Not the case. Chris Carter said he was getting a body scan. So everything should be okay there with the route man. But we'll actually get exactly what happened, hopefully, from Steve here coming up in 10. But for Stover yesterday... um, you know, you get these guys to to try to to get exude some of their personality, and I, I think for Kate it was never really difficult. While at Ohio State, Dave, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but every time he had the chance to speak, it was very matter of fact. But you always kind of saw he he means business, but boy, does dude have an edge about him. He sure does, and I love it. <laughs> if I'm an NFL team, that's the type of guy I want, unless he has some like series of injuries or a catastrophic injury. I mean, Kate Stover's playing in the NFL for a decade. Do we have any doubt about that? And will be effective. I don't know if he's going to be a star. But I yeah, I just love him. You're right. When he'd meet with the media, he looks you right in the eye. As you said, he means business. It's kind of like reminds you of talking to like somebody in the military when you talk to Kate Stover, you know, where he's just down to business. Um and I think we asked Brian Hartline about this and a few others. If they had a battle royale or if they had a, you know, Fight, fight in the locker room and only one guy is left standing. Who would that be? Who's going to walk Stover. out of that locker room? The only one on the entire team of these bad bleep guys. I mean, yeah, Kate these Stover. are some. Uh, Kate Stover would be the one guy still standing. And you're talking large, about some tough physical guys. dudes. You got Tommy yeah. Eichenberg in there. Like, Tommy, I heard that's Mike, your WrestleMania main event is Tommy Eichenberg, uh, Kate Stover. Mike Hall. I was told would be a guy that would be uh, on last year's team would be would have been a tough out. You know, he's got these. He's not that. Tall as we know, but he's got these massive hands, these ten inch hands, Big old hands. Yeah. huge ba- head and neck. Ba- yes, a huge. Yes, mm. so that might be a good. What you need. That might be a good fight between. Now they're, they're friends, so they're not going to fight. But Michael Hall Jr. and Kate Stover could have been the toughest guys on the team last Is year. Is there nothing tougher though than Farmer Tough? That's true. Or Farmer Strong. How and, awesome and dedicated. is it? I don't want nil money. I just want tractors. Tractor. Farmer Gronk. <laughs> I just want tractors. Yes, lives the life of every Ohioan. And or, or I guess every 
rural Ohio, and he was asked yesterday, what's your favorite job to do on the farm? His response, I love making hay, I love cutting hay, I love baling hay. Now, to any, any of us city folk, that's the strangest damn thing, because, wait, you're a uh, big-time college football player, you lived in a larger city, you know, you're, you're just the guy about town, you know, you're... you're not like a farmer like bailing that can't be fun and someone asked who loves bailing hay and he responded everybody loves bailing hay adding if i'm not on a wagon stacking those are memories you'll hold forever like just i have friends that live on a farm out in west milton which is near troy do they love it they hate bailing hay they say it's the worst thing to do and it's like a two-week process this is why Cade's wired different though man this is why he's mr football in ohio literally won the mr football award the runner-up that year mayan williams by the way um and from a small school lexington near mansfield yeah stover farms big cattle farm he loves it man he's just wired different probably yeah probably most farmers hate bailing hay and kate stover loves it and i think and uh, another question that he was posed and i think this is fair and i think it was a, a it was generally posed to him because he was blocking a lot last season is the issues up front with ohio state in their blocking and this does i'm gonna play it and then we'll get the response on from dave on the back end you say blocking was an issue this seems to be a common thing. I'd be curious why you said that, if you don't mind me asking. You got any examples? Yeah, I know. Everybody's got issues. I would agree with you a couple of times. But I'm here to tell you, old PPF or PFF, whatever the hell it is, they don't know my scheme. They don't know what the hell I'm doing out there. And not the point. But, uh, but yeah, that seems to be a common theme going on here. Uh, like I said, I mean, if you're not afraid to miss... Uh, I'm not trying to move somebody. I mean, if you're not trying, if you're afraid to miss, I mean, you're not going to get nothing down. You're going to play passive. Uh, we were okay with that. Uh, you miss a couple. I mean, you miss one. You're trying to head on somebody. Uh, that's trouble. That's, I struggle with that sometimes. I get my head out in front of my shoulder sometimes, and like I'm still playing defense, and rather just make a solid block. But uh, the common thing behind we struggle block, and I think it's just, I think it's a misconception. I mean, yeah, I can think of. Five million blocks but uh, but then again i mean that's life that's the way it goes i mean, I mean i'm it's always 100 effort always full tilt as you heard i was had a hard time introducing that cut because i don't know how you do that justice but when you hear him say that <laughs> what are your thoughts i love it i love it and he did kind of you know acquiesce a little bit and say yeah i you know i had some technique issues but he basically said said it wasn't a toughness issue you're never gonna have a, have a toughness issue with Cade stover i really like that that's one of the things i love about Cade. and by the way when he started answering that question didn't he sound like he was like a 35 year old coach or something he like that the way he was talking very very prepared to yes. deal with the kind of stuff that you're going to be getting in the nfl because blanket questions are a part of life with sports right they're going to ask you something general and then it was great on k to be like do you have any specifics i was going to say did did I miss something? Like, I don't remember there being any blocking issues with Cade this Not year. Not with Cade, and that's why I, I, were, that's why were, I say though. that... He alluded to this. There were some times he missed a block, but people would overreact. We had this yes. on... Um, you guys are going to be shocked. Message boards, overreaction during an Ohio State game. People drinking. It's crazy. I, I, I refuse like, to be on those he would. He'd miss, like, a block... And what he's saying is true. It was a lack of effort or lack of toughness. He would just, you know, sometimes you're going to miss a block. No one bats a thousand. And then you get on buck nuts and be like, oh, Kate Stover with another missed block. So there was some truth to it, but it was exaggerated. 
and I'm sure that's why he's ticked off about it because he knows his coaches are telling him, dude, you're doing great. Don't worry about PFF. Don't worry about message boards. And now he's hearing at the combine. He's ticked off about it. Someone whose toughness we can never question, although maybe we will. Steve Hellwagon joins us from We Can Never Question, although maybe we will. Steve Hellwagon joins us from Indianapolis next. It's Bishop and Friends on the fan. This Buckeye Football Impact Report is brought to you locally by Credit Union of Ohio and by Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse. On the fan, Ohio's sports destination. Ohio State Football Impact Report. A name Buckeye fans will be familiar with is linebacker Garrett Stover, who joins this Ohio State incoming class. He's at a big one on high school in Galena, Ohio. Bucknuts recruiting analyst Bill Kerlick has the bloodlines, his cousin, Cade Stover, outstanding tight end. Garrett Stover is a guy that played a kind of a combination safety linebacker position for Sunbury Big Walnut High School. I see him ending up as a linebacker for the Buckeyes. He's about six foot one, about 220 pounds. I kind of see him uh, along the lines of his cousin, Cade, that he is an athletic guy that Ohio State is going to develop into a very good player. Stover was the number three rated player in the state of Ohio by 247 Sports. This report was brought to you by Safe Light Autoglass. I'm Matt Andrews on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Hi, this is Paul Keels. This Buckeye season, don't let a broken windshield ruin your game plan. SafeLight Auto Glass makes it easy to get your windshield fixed with their mobile glass shops all over Central Ohio. They can come to you anywhere, giving Buckeye fans more time for game time. OH? Man, I love that. Schedule at SafeLight.com. SafeLight Auto Glass is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mock Crew is a part of our winning team. The Libman Mock Crew makes sure the hardwood is safe and clean for the players every game at the Schottenstein Center. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Is it time to upgrade your financial situation? Whether you're shooting for financial goals or making a fast break towards savings, Credit Union of Ohio is on your team. If you live in Central or Northeast Ohio, you could score big with affordable loans and competitive savings. Enjoy Credit Union of Ohio's fast and easy online application process and make a slam dunk when it comes to your financial needs. Start winning at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. Federally insured by NCUA. For more than 35 years, Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse has been known by Buckeye Nation as serving the best steaks in the city. Our thick-cut, aged steaks have been a staple in Columbus with three locations in Upper Arlington, Dublin, and downtown. Hyde Park is proud to introduce our newly added wine room at the downtown Columbus location, where a new elegance in dining will surround you. And coupled with live entertainment every weekend, Hyde Park will be the perfect setting for any occasion or the perfect night out. Hyde Park is a proud sponsor of Ohio State. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Athletics. Go Bucks. Us. 
Bo knows many people. He talks to the interesting ones on this show. This is Bishop and Friends. Day four of the NFL Scouting Combine rolls along in Indianapolis. You had Mayan Williams speaking with the media here. Uh, a couple minutes ago, earlier this morning, Marvin Harrison Jr. was supposed to speak, but he reportedly got a body scan and missed that media availability. And we have boots on the ground right now in Indianapolis, courtesy of the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Steve Wagon from Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports joins us. Steve, do you know where the route man is right now? No, unfortunately, not Not sure about the exact whereabouts of uh, route man Marv. Uh, you know, you, you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. He was supposed to appear at 8.20 a.m. this morning for a media availability. And, uh, you know, there's dozens of people crowded around this stage, and you hear the groans come up because the spokesperson from the NFL comes over and says that Marvin, and very succinctly, he just said, Marvin is not here. And you get no elaboration. You get no explanation. And you're kind of left to your own devices, like as he left the city, you know, did he come in, get measurements and go back to wherever he's hanging out or what, what's he done? And then ultimately Chris Carter tweeted out that he was uh, in a, that Harrison was in a, uh, having a body scan, I guess. The other day, Mike Hall was supposed to appear and it was three hours later when we finally got him because he had to go through some prolonged medical uh, uh, exams. So this does happen from time to time. There have been a couple other players that, uh, you know, we're just waiting to see from the NFL if we get notice that uh, Marvin's going to appear. And we're at this convention center here, which is the size of a small country, I have to tell you. (laughs) And it is literally, I want to say, at least maybe three-eighths of a mile. I don't want to say it's a quarter of a mile. I don't want to say it's a half mile. But it's a long walk from our work area where we can set up our computers to where the interviews are being held in this massive convention center. So what's liable to happen possibly is we get an email that he's going to be available in five minutes and you're going to see like 20 Ohio state people (laughs) grab their stuff and run through the hallways of this heavily secured convention center. And there's going to be barking dogs and there's going to be Indiana cops, you know, flagging us down, but we are on the hunt for Marvin Harrison jr. Let me just tell you that. And if we can, track him down and get some answers by goodness that's what we're going to do steve if that stampede happens you need a live tweet yeah, that. He's a live tweet seriously that, yeah. that'll go viral <laughs> forget about everything everybody's going to have marvin everybody we'll get that just as you guys are running through and there's dogs barking and people are getting attacked you, you need to live tweet yeah. that so we think with marvin there's two scenarios here um first of all i don't think this is a big deal we know marvin's a grade a young man in, including being a a grade a wide receiver so either he just wants to leave right he just i, I just want to leave or maybe with the body scan could it be maybe the the medical staff has a particular schedule they need to follow and that's why he had to do the body scan well it's curious because most of the guys have made their appointment interview times almost without fail so you just don't know what it means and uh you know, it would just be total speculation at this point, but I have to think that everything is checked out okay on him. And, uh, you know, he's projected one of the top two, three, four picks, whatever it's going to be. So, uh, you know, a lot of people say Caleb Williams or uh, Jaden Daniels, you know, are going to be up there as well, the quarterbacks, but depends what team has the number one pick and what they want to do with it. You know, it could be traded. You never know. So, 
yeah, it's just, uh, you know, at this point it's all speculation, but it'd be nice to have a chance to talk to him because, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions and a lot of things, you know, what's he doing basically to prepare to become a pro football player? You, you get the drips and drabs that he didn't prepare at all to do any of the combine stuff because he, he doesn't need to do the combine stuff. He's the best player in college football. So, you know, what, what more does this guy need to, to show anybody at this point to be taken number one, two or three overall? So I get that. And uh, he's got great counsel, I'm sure, with his dad and his advisors and, and whoever's helping him out. Yeah, and Steve, I, that kind of begs the question, like, why even bother if you're Marvin Harrison Jr. to show up at the Combine or even announce you're going to Indianapolis? Well, there is there is a benefit because, uh, obviously, he gets to uh, get in front of, let's say, the Chicago Bears or you know whoever's there, the top four or five picks, and really get to know those people and have them get to know him for what he is. And whoever ends up with that number one pick, if if gets traded or whoever has it, you know, they'll have a relationship and they'll know what kind of person he is. So that's, that's what the benefit of being here is. It's more the team interviews, you know, it's one stop shopping. You come here and you can meet with up to, you know, all 32 teams if you wanted to. So formally or informally, it's, it's a process, you know, each team, I guess, gets 45 formal interviews and 25 informal interviews or something like that. So they keep themselves busy booking players, this whole week, you know, to come in and talk to them. So it's a crazy process here in Indianapolis. Steve, which of the Ohio State players have helped themselves the most this week? Well, you know, I didn't catch all the testing because I was, I was basically covering the Ohio State game last night from here, so I wasn't paying as much attention to that first round of testing. But I did see that, what, the two linebackers, Eichenberg and Chambers, were two of the fastest in one of the – shuttle runs or something or the other nobody else was even really in their ballpark so that tells me that those guys have really put the time in and eichenberg you know potentially middle round draft pick does he sneak up you know i don't know that he's a second round pick but you know potentially you know does this firm him up as a third rounder you know something like that chambers was you know basically had no grade i mean he's an undrafted free agent you know as he sits there today but if he, you know, moves into the later rounds of the draft and gets a job with an NFL team for, you know, an opportunity for a year or two, and then he makes himself, you know, what he is, makes it from there, you know, he could have a great NFL career. It's not, not, not where you start. It's how you end up, obviously. But it sounds like those two guys have positioned themselves well. Steve Hellwagon, our guest, he covering the Buckeyes over in Indianapolis for Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports. And he joins us courtesy of the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Steve, what about Cade Stover? I don't know if you saw wow. comments that he made yesterday, <laughs> but I did want to ask you first, have you ever bailed oh, hay before? No, well, I don't know that I've ever spent much time on a farm, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, this guy... Uh, he walks the beat of his own drum, obviously. And, uh, man, he covered a lot of ground in about 15 minutes. But one of the priceless moments, a reporter from the Detroit Free Press walked right up to the front of the line and asked him about losing to Michigan three years in a row. And Cage just stared a hole right through this guy and said, I already know I don't like you, is what he said. <laughs> and, and he wasn't laughing. There wasn't a smile <laughs> on his face. <laughs> And he said this is something he has to live with for the rest of his life, that they didn't get it done. He said that they thought they had turned over every stone 
to win that game this past year, and it just didn't ultimately work out. So he was questioned about that. Uh, I want to circle back on that just really quickly. I thought about as Blake Corum was up there today, you know, kind of a tit-for-tat moment. Should I walk up to the front of the line and say to Blake Corum, Blake, have they distributed the championship rings yet? Because there's a very real possibility that that championship's going to get wiped out and you guys are never going to get those rings. Uh, if I'm them, I'd want those rings tomorrow. You know what I mean? Because when the NCAA drops that hammer, it gets wiped out potentially. Ain't going to be no rings for nobody. So that's my my joke today was I should have walked up there and asked Blake Corm about that. But, you know, everybody's polite. Nobody asks the Michigan players about cheating. You know, everybody's polite. But when an Ohio State guy gets up there, you know, they have to, uh, you know, take a take a, a, a run at him. He was asked about his blocking, and there's some bad grades for him on his blocking on PFF, apparently. And he's like, those grades don't take into account what his assignment was on a given play. And, yeah, he missed blocks. He attributed it to being a defensive player at heart and maybe not following the proper blocking technique. You can't take the defensive player out of the tight end. You know what I mean? So he's like, I'm out there headhunting people, and that's not how you're supposed to block. So <laughs> it was kind of a humorous moment. But, yeah, it was, you know, he dealt with it. So. Steve Hellwagon, our guest. He's boots on the ground in Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine, covering the Buckeyes there for Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports. Steve, thanks so much for the time. Safe travels back to Columbus. Uh, we'll see you for spring football. Yeah, I'm sitting on the Harrison vigil here. If I get that email, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go in for that. But if not, 2 p.m., I am eastbound on 70. So there you go. Thanks, Steve. Safe travels. And he Bye, comes guys. to us. Courtesy of the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Yeah, I, I think that's it's the Route Man Marv signal. And once that gets lit, everybody <laughs> travels to where he's going to go. <laughs> that would be a scene. I'm, I'm not joking. Steve, better live tweet that if that happens. Well, I, wonder, I like, want to see Kevin Noon and all these guys running. We're going to have to have a spatial awareness discussion next. It's Bishop and Friends on the fan. We're known for three things. Games, conversation, and common man yelling about things only he cares about. The fan. Oh. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Ohio Sports Destiny. First Friday miracles are always better with Uncle Bo. This is Bishop and Friends. So we're still kind of waiting for that Route Man Marv signal, but I just wanted to ask you, Dave, if you were involved um, in the Buckeye beat in Indianapolis and that signal gets lit, there's the stampede. Do you think you have the spatial awareness to be ahead of that pack? I, mean, I would that's definitely. That's like that, uh, that's like you trying. I mean, that's everybody there trying to outrun. I mean, picture the Lion King, and you don't want to be Simba, or I guess you don't want to be Mufasa in this situation. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I could navigate it pretty well. We've had uh, a lot of those situations over the years. Now, I will say this: if I felt I felt like I needed a, a little, little bit of help, and I saw my friend Bill Landis oh, near the go. front of the line, I would just put a hand on Bill's back Lead and block. say, "You're the left tackle. I'm the running back. I'm just going to follow my blocker." And I would just push him, and we would just casually make our way through no that's the type of stuff that's no fun when you're on the beat you have some big stampede 
to go chase like one guy down. And Everybody's then trying to get in that you position. get there, and then yep. there's like 500 people trying to interview him. It's and then you're gonna get the sound anyway, but you want your own. Yep. You want, you want your own your video. question because you, yeah, yeah, but like everybody's going to get it anyway. So it's, and it's that everybody's just like, it becomes like a rugby scrum at that point. So a lot of fun. Well, lot I guess fun. in regards to Marvin Harrison, you're not getting it today. You're not getting it today. Uh, the daily auto daily fan poll sponsored by ER auto care masters of our craft asks what percentage chance does the Ohio state men's basketball team have of making the NCAA tournament? 75%, 50%, 25% or not a chance are the options given to the Daily Fan Pool sponsored by ER Auto Care. It's always 50-50, right? They do or they don't. But 25% is leading the way with 47% of respondents. So give them a 25% chance of making the big dance. It's a little rich for my blood. I bet if 5% was on there, that might be the winner. Not as people, people didn't want to go no chance at all. I'm not there yet. I can't go 25%. Let's come on. I think I'm right there with you. There's, Maybe five. At, I feel like I'm being like nice even at 5%. Well, look, the, the seven, they win. They went out. You, you went out in the regular season. You're 19 and 12. Win is a per, game in the big. Is Purdue like the quad one thingy? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, and their RPI is not terrible right now. It's not. They would make the tournament. Now you got to make a, a deep run in the, in the big 10 tournament. If not to the final, then you might. I think as of right now, where they're situated, they would have to meet Purdue again if one of the two was to make it into the final game. But I'm looking at the bracket from before the Nebraska game, and I'm doing this in my head. I can't believe we're even talking about this seriously. We're talking. We're having a serious conversation about Ohio State men's basketball making the tournament this year. Things that would have been just unthinkable a week and a half ago. We're having a, a, a legit conversation on the flagship station of Ohio State men's basketball talking about this. The audacity of hope. One, two, one, two, three things. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. First thing for me, and it's the most shameless of plugs, Tyvis Powell, Ryan Baker, and myself, tomorrow, noon to three. Sports Saturday Spectacular rolls along. Maddie Andrews will join us at 1248 before he hops on a private jet, a G5, to Iowa City for Buckeyes and Hawkeyes that Sunday game. So join us if you're out and about. All right. My first thing is Ohio State basketball on Sunday against Michigan. Got to win this one. Yeah, I'm calling it a must-win game. That's fair. You know, I mean, Michigan's terrible this year. Like I said, like they're in last place, like by with a bullet. I mean, they're like three games behind, four games behind Ohio State now. Four games behind Ohio State in the Big Ten standings. You have to beat Michigan at home. You lost to them in Ann Arbor at home. Get the job done. And I think they will. I think they will. Hopefully, Bruce Thornton will be back. So that's Supposed my first. To be. That's my first thing. Go Bucks for sure. Uh, guys, yesterday I had to make an unexpected trip down to Chillicothe, and I was driving through Circleville, and there's a Captain D's and a Rack. So we actually, on the way Hell back, yeah. stopped at Captain <laughs> D's, and oh my gosh, it was so good. And I know that in Lancaster, they still have a Max and Irma's. God, I'd kill for a bowl of tortilla soup right now. Bring these places back to Columbus. Yes, and Max here. and Irma's is a Columbus company, too. It started in Columbus. I can't believe that place. Mm. Mm. I love Max and Irma's, too. I miss that place so much. The second thing for me, and this is a bad job out of the program because we did have offered up to us the ability to make a Maury Pavich, Jerry Jones joke. And we didn't (laughs) discuss it at all. What are we doing? Major fumble. All right. My next thing is baseball. I'm into baseball right now. I'm 
like and following the Reds in spring training, college baseball, Buckeyes play in Vegas today, tomorrow, and Sunday. So baseball, I'm all about baseball. It's March. Give me some baseball. Real quick. The Reds, we coming. You like that for their 2024 slogan? So Jonathan India said, it's okay. I mean, he did do America's team last year, and I enjoyed that. I, Ty- I Tyvis like that gets one. angry, but... I like that one. I loved America's team. Guys, my second thing. Indiana State Center, Robbie Avia. They've nicknamed, nicknamed him Cream Abdul-Jabbar. He looks nothing like a ball player. He wears the Kurt Rambis goggles, but this dude can ball. The other night, he had 35-8-5 on the season. He's averaging 17.5, 7 rebounds, just under 4 assists. He's shooting 55% from the field 40 percent from three indiana state is 25 and five watch some sycamore basketball they are fun a final thing for me i know i had to kill the music be just because of technology and i don't you know want to have to go over that now but the cavaliers are at the detroit pistons tonight max Struess, i think is the missing piece this team needs to make a deep run in the eastern conference and i will reference something he did earlier this week as my reasoning why dodge it dumps inside washington puts it in Two seconds left. The Cavs are out of timeouts. They have to go 94 feet. Struess from midcourt. Oh! Do you believe this? My final thing is going to the casino tomorrow night doing some show prep for Sunday's show. Going to hit the sports book. Obviously, we'll do some bets on the Tipico app. There you go. But also make some bets at the sports book at... Hollywood Casino, Ryan. Guys, my last one. I don't mean to be uh, somber here for everyone, but find some time this weekend to tell the people you care about or your loved ones, you know, what they mean to you. Life is short and you never know. So make some time. And I love you too. And I love you all. And I love the two men that are up next. You'll have Rothman and Ice on the fan. Here's a listener tweet. Can I tase Common Man in the nuts? Fine by us, but he may like it. Common Man and Tebow. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. What a play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to March, college hoops fans. It's going to be a huge weekend for the Buckeye basketball teams. The Ohio State women's team currently 15-1 to to win it all. On Sunday, take on Iowa, who's plus 650 to win the Natty. And then the men take on Michigan on Sunday for your ESPN Bet action update. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I'm Scotty Vegas. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Andrews. Jamison battled at Ohio State with 32 points last night. The Buckeyes shocked Nebraska 78-69. Bruce Thorne did not play for the Buckeyes in battle. More than picked up in the slack. Ohio State is now 17-12, 7-11 in the Big Ten. That's 3-4 of four in the win column for Jake Diebler, who comments on the upcoming home finale Sunday against Michigan. We know how important this game is, certainly to celebrate our seniors. 
certainly because it's you know we're nearing the end of our regular season but but make no mistake this game is important because it's the team up north the blue jackets fell home to carolina last night the final on that one was four to two up next for the cbj they're in chicago tomorrow this update sponsored by dr mark levy if you're snoring and not sleeping call mark levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP or visit him online at sleep better every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.